Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It's the Monty Show. It's already Thursday. By the way, do you guys realize as of today, Christmas was more than a month ago? Is the NBA terrified of Utah Jazz CEO Danny Ainge? Dame absolutely cooked the Jazz last night. Bro, he scored 60 points on 29 shots. Which begs the question, is defense the Achilles heel of Will Hardy? A lot of Utah Jazz basketball today. Hey, you can now stream Utah Jazz basketball, but not the Pac-12 Conference, who has a Comcast problem. I, I, yeah, dude, I don't know yeah. how. I don't know how we got here with the Pac-12. Like, I'm talking to Utah Pig Bus, one of the best Utah fans. Yeah. In the business, mm-hmm. who is on a never San Diego State rant this morning, mm-hmm. and I'm just telling you now, if you are a never San Diego State guy, you're you're just hoping that the Pac-12 dies, because if congratulations, but Fresno State ain't getting the job done. Right. Listen, San Diego State ain't no Fresno State, but they'll <laughs> do. We got a lot of Pac-12 to talk today. Yeah, a lot. A lot. And by the way, also, by the way, also, by the way, we're going to talk fast food on this show. It has been at least 10 days since we had a good food fight on this show. And with the way you started off this morning, your attitude, that's a problem. Oh, my God. So I will take it out on you this morning. The Monty Show is presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, without doubt. You know, they never ask you to pay them anything up front. No consultation fees, no big retainers, just the best injury attorneys. They're going to fight for you so you can concentrate on getting healthy. They're going to help you defer your medical bills. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case. Find them online, theadvocates.com. You can chat with an attorney live online right now at theadvocates.com, just Pushed a little button on their website. No cost. Talk to an attorney today at theadvocates.com. All right. Good morning. A pleasure to be with you after a raucous show yesterday. Uh-huh. We come back with Dame dropping on oh, a 60-piece nugget. 60-piece nugget. I Have I told you guys that that is one of the things I detest? Uh-huh. When people are like, oh, 60 pieces. <laughs> he scored 60 points. Shut up. It's not McDonald's, dude. This might be the no fun edition of the program. Uh, Damian Lillard dropped a 60 piece on the Utah Jazz last night at Moda Center in Portland. And it's it, it begs this question about whether or not Will Hardy's weakness as a head coach's defense. Because I got to tell you, watching the way that Dame scored those points, he should have had, sure, give him half. Give him 30 points. Jazz win the game by 25. But when you are refusing to play defense, when you have a young center in in Walker Kessler that Will Hardy has not taught him to step up on a pick and roll, that Jordan Clarkson is just not defending 
the 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 guy coming off of screens who's got 45 points and he just doesn't put his hand up on Damian Lillard threes. It's remarkable to me how bad the defense of this Utah Jazz team is. It is remarkable to me that the Jazz make a bucket and they simply don't run back on defense. They don't go back. They don't run hard. And I don't know how you fix that. And I guess, Jake, this is one of those things where you point to and you say, maybe these are just the growing pains of a first-year NBA head coach. Yeah, I mean, it could it could definitely be that. I also think that, you know, you, you have a team that – that is, you know, by by most accounts is is young. And I think we can all agree that most of this team is is young. And I think that you're gonna have nights where they are lazy, where they are not checked in, where they are not like, you know, where it doesn't dawn on them that, hey, you know, like dudes got thirty uh by the end of the second quarter, like maybe we should, you know, maybe we should like make it an emphasis to stop Dame or like to at least make it so it's not, you know, an incredible efficiency level. I mean, 60 points on 29 shots is just absolutely Dude, absurd, bro. I mean, that, that is, is like that. I mean, that is like top tier. You're garbage. I'm just going to fill it up on you. And the, stuff. and the thing that really bothers you about the Jazz last night is just the gimme layups. Yeah. The, the, the Euro step he dropped on Walker Kessler, like we were watching all of Dame's buckets before yeah. the game or before the show this morning. Listen, that Euro step finish that Dame dropped on Walker. Okay. You're not stopping that. That's a beautiful move. But it is inexcusable that you just allow him on a pick and roll to go all the way to the basket for an uncontested layup. Yeah. You, you don't body the guy. You don't try to block the shot. That's the stuff that bothers you. Dame is a, a wonderfully talented player. There's no doubt about that. But I don't care who it is. Dame, Kobe, Jordan, LeBron. If they're getting free layups, they're going to score 100 on you. Yeah. They're too good for that. And... and and I know this sounds like I'm just being a jerk. I promise you I'm not. Can we not at least put a hand up? It is ridiculous to me that you're you're playing pick and roll, pick and pop offense, and the Blazers were doing that all night long. Yeah. And you weren't even putting a hand up. And when I say put a hand up, don't run up to him. He shoots the ball, and then you put a hand up. That's not how you defend the three-point shot in the NBA. Yeah, and I, I it is hard to watch that happen. It, it is hard to watch that happen. I, I don't Look, know, man. I am I. I feel like I feel like Will Hardy is a really good coach. I feel like he is going to be an excellent coach. In fact, mm -hmm. but I think he runs too hot, and I think he there is something missing on defense. And I don't know what that is. Well, I think that the one of the issues that the Jazz have is that some of these guys, like, you know, you're, I'll just use Colin Sexton as an example. Like, the Colin Sextons of the world have missed time here. And so what happens is, is they come back and they're looking to prove a point. And then, you know, like, I, I, I just feel like sometimes guys on this team, and it's not all the time, just on any given night, I felt like it happened last night where, Guys just aren't interested in the team aspect of basketball. Meaning, right. hey, right. like like that example you used. Hey, Jordan Clarkson, dude, you're defending Dame. He's going from right to left, and he's got a screen there, so you're going to go over the top on him, which is totally the proper thing to do. You're going to go over the top on a guy that can shoot it the way Dame can. But then you're not going to make that extra like step and a half, two steps to get to him 
before he launches that three. And I'm not saying that, you know, JC should be in front of him or anything like that. But what I am saying is, like, you got to make it so that Dame feels like there's somebody right on top of him at all times, right? Like, like even if you're on, even if you're on his side, let's yeah, say, or even right, if, right. you know what I mean? Like, you, you can't allow these guys to just sort of walk around the floor, run around the floor, and do sort of whatever they want in rhythm, because that's the thing. That's why Dame put up 60 on 29 shots. You notice he was in rhythm in all of his shots. There was never like a, uh, oh my God, like, you know, what incredible defense and he just shot over him or like that didn't take place last night. And I haven't even gotten to the fact that Walker Kessler isn't stepping up on the three. So that's why I say it's not just one guy. Like last night is definitely a team defense, not engaged, not locked in you know, performance. And, and and I don't know if this is like, oh, well, it's Portland and Portland's not great and we should be able to run them out of their building or or, or whatever the, you know, whatever the mindset was. And, and there's people out there saying, oh, well, you know, last year, you know, Patrick Beverly locked up Dame and then I think right. he torched Denver three games later or whatever, whoever the hell it was. And then this year, the same thing happened. So credit Patrick Beverly. I don't know who you want to credit, but all I'm saying is that the Utah Jazz did not help themselves last night at all, and they have a propensity, and we've seen it repeatedly, where the big star is going to go for big nights against this team, and that needs to change as soon as possible. Well, and the, the other thing I would say is I'm not questioning the viability of Will Hardy as a coach, and the other question I would ask is, is it the coach or is it the player in these defensive situations? Because I think the other story today is that NBA sources have told us that there's an extremely high asking price for Jordan Clarkson. It's a first, a second, and a player if you want to acquire Jordan Clarkson. Now, mm -hmm. listen, we're two weeks away today from the NBA trade deadline, and I am told that that, that price is going to remain high because the Jazz expect a much better buying process in the next week. Because with a week to go before the trade deadline, I think that's when a lot of this business is going to get done. But I'm telling you, Jordan Clarkson, does, I, I, he just has to be better than that defensively. This is one of the leaders of your team, if not the leader of your team. And when you look at the other guys that are playing and the other guys that are struggling, Malik Beasley's a, 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 another guy. But what is he? He's a guy that's not playing defense, and he guys, a guy that's on the block. Mm -hmm. I think we're asking an awful lot of these guys to play at a high level of intensity when I think we all know they're not going to be here in two weeks. Yeah, That's something that I think is a real issue this time of year around the league. There are guys whose, whose minds are, are in packed boxes at this point waiting to get moved, and I totally understand that. You can't give up 60 points to Dame Lillard on, on 29 shots. That's, yeah. an, that, that's a, in my estimation, Jake, that's a matter of pride. Yeah. And it is, it's one of those things where you got to, and use the cliche saying whatever you want. Yeah. Look in the mirror. Right. Like, oh, okay, use whatever cliche saying you want. If you're not embarrassed this morning, if you are Jordan Clarkson and you watch that tape and you're not embarrassed, if you're Malik Beasley, Walker Kessler, you're a rookie. You got to step up on that but on that pick and roll. But that's basketball 101, dude. It like, is. I'm not, it I, is. You know, and, I, and I'm not trying to be, you know, Mr. Abrasive or Mr. Hardass about the fact that Kessler wasn't stepping up last night. But to me as a big, that's basketball 101 in pick and roll defense. Yep. You know, hey, like it literally is playing out in front of you. Oh, man, it's it, like it's not rocket science to see the screen's going to be set. Mm. 
by Nurkic up top, right? No, like, just to put this into perspective, Nurkic must have been, what, three feet, maybe four feet behind the three-point line when you set that screen, and Walker Kessler's at the elbow. Do you know why they set that screen so high? To put the big in no man's land, to make the big make a choice. The difference was Nurkic wasn't rolling last night. Nurkic was not, you He know, wasn't a threat of any kind like, last night. None. Right? So to me, it's like, dude, like, why Why is this difficult to identify, hey, I need to be committed to stepping up? Furthermore, if if Nurkic is the guy that beats me, all right, cool. I'm not giving Dame 60 on 29 shots. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And, and I just, it, the guy is a range player. And the, the highlight you're talking about specifically, which, by the way, I would love to play it, but we're not allowed to. Yeah. The highlight we're talking about specifically is Jordan Clarkson and Walker Kessler in pick-and-roll action. Yeah. Nurkic sets a very high screen, probably three feet above the three-point line, two and a half, three feet. Clarkson goes over and trails Dame, who just steps right into a rhythm three because Walker Kessler's not there. Mm-hmm. And that was three, four instances of that last night. It's just one of those things, again, where, like, are you, is that how you're going to defend Luka? Are you going to allow oh, Luka Doncic on Saturday night at the at, at the Viv? Are you just going to allow him to take step back threes repeatedly? Because homeboy will cook you. You think Dame will cook you. Luka Doncic will cook you. The good news is that nobody else on Dallas's team plays defense at all ever. Right. Which is the good news. But... Again, you had, didn't the Jazz have, I think the Jazz had 30, 30 assists last night and they lost. They scored 124 points and they lost. The Utah Jazz had 32 dimes last night. 32 dimes. 32 and assists. And you lost because you, lost. you didn't want to play defense because, and, and again, hear me clearly. I'm also not questioning, you know, um, <clears throat> Will, Will Hardy as a coach. I'm not questioning like, you know, his viability. That's not the conversation I'm trying to have. I'm just simply having a conversation around the idea that 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 these guys just, some nights, and, and look, it happens for every team, I guess, right? Like, some nights you just don't show up. And I feel like last night, defensively, you didn't show up. And the tough part is, like, you, you to win an NBA basketball game, you got to show up on both ends of the floor. And, and, and I know, like, Walker Kessler's strength is blocking shots, but... My God, dude, you cannot be that passive and pick and roll. Like, I would almost, like, if I was coaching Will Hardy, I'd almost say to him when I was watching that tape flying home, dude, like, I would rather have you step up to Dame and force him to pass to, like, Nurkic or whoever the hell it's going to be than just keep giving up the three. Like, what what is the what is the point or the, the yeah. objective there? Because... You're, you, there's no threat coming to the basket on a lot of these plays, right? And Walker is standing at the elbow, which is where he's supposed to be. I'm not saying that's wrong, but you're only supposed to be there until you make that decision, right? So again, this is where I always get back to with Luka because that's who they're playing next. Luka is a step-back nightmare for teams, right? Yes, what do is. you see him do? Step back, step back, step back, step back. Three, 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 three. Like, that's what he does. And so to me, it's like, okay, if he's going to do that, then I'm going to coach my team. I'm going to prepare my team to say, do not leave your feet. Like, no matter what, I don't care. If we don't leave our feet and he shoots over you a couple times, it is what it is. But you can't leave your feet and bite on that. That exactly. can't happen, dude. Stay on the floor. Yeah, it can't happen. And by the way, dude, I don't even want to, like, 
What when do they? What is it? Saturday they play Dallas. Saturday. So so Monday on the show. If we got to come in here and talk about the fact that Luca had multiple four-point plays because guys like Clarkson or Colin Sexton couldn't stay on their feet, that's going to be unfortunate because you will then know, hey, yeah, they lost that game. And I firmly, firmly believe that they should be able to beat the Mavericks. Like on any given night, you should be able to run the Mavericks off the floor. Especially at the Viv, dude. Like there's no... Like you play way faster than the Mavericks. That's the thing. They've got Luca, but you've got speed. Look, it, it, when you're playing any team at Delta Home Arena, um, <laughs> Delta Smart Home Vivint, you know, um, when you're playing anybody here in Salt Lake City, you should be able to to run. And the, I think the Jazz will beat the Mass. But anyway, here or there. The bottom line is one of the questions I, I feel like we need to talk about this morning is, do you like Will Hardy? Are you excited about Will Hardy being your coach? Because I am excited about him as a coach for the Jazz. But I think that performance last night should add a sense of urgency to Danny Ainge's job. Mm-hmm. But you've got to move Jordan. You've got to move Beasley. I would move Mike Conley. And I, I was I was again told yesterday that they've got multiple deals on the table um, that they just are not going to make right now because they feel like... And, and one of the other things I think you need to talk about here with the Jazz is that Right now, the market is in an odd place. You don't have teams, as you have in the past, that are tearing it down and selling everybody. Mm-hmm. But who is that team this year? Who's the fire sale team? There's not one. It's not the Lakers. It's not Houston. It's not OKC. Like, the worst teams in the NBA are not selling. The Detroit Pistons are not selling. They don't want to trade Boyan Bogdanovich by some reports. <laughs> you know, like I was talking yeah. to an NBA guy yesterday about Houston. Houston probably should sell some of their young guys. Houston should probably, there's no doubt Houston should trade Eric Gordon, but yet have they? They have not. Are they they trading Kenyon Martin Jr.? They're not. Kevin Porter, they're not. Like, you're not winning with the guys you have, Mm -hmm. but they're not selling. That team in the past has traditionally been a seller. The Lakers should be selling. They're not. The Clippers should be buying. They're not. Like, there is... An odd place in the NBA trade cycle right now where there's not an obvious team. The Chicago Bulls. I again, my NBA guy's telling me yesterday, like how how much sympathy he has for me being a Bulls fan. Because <coughs> the Bulls should blow that thing up. They should trade Voose. They should trade D They should trade Alex Crusoe. The Chicago Bulls, according to sources, are telling teams they are not trading Alex Caruso. How is that possible, dude? Yeah, it feels how is like, that possible, dude? It feels like there's a lot of teams and and really a lot of front office exec type guys around the league right now who who feel like, oh, well, we're one piece away. We're like, dude, with all due respect, the Bulls are not one piece away, right? the The, the problem for the Bulls is they don't have they don't have a core leadership flow, like. DeMar DeRozan should be the elder statesman on that team and should be the go-to default guy, right? Yes. But they're not doing that. They're messing it up with Zach Levine. With all due respect to Zach, because I think the guy's great, cool, whatever. Like, DeMar should be the guy. But you look at some of these other teams, like the Rockets, dude. Like, what are we doing in Houston? What What are we doing? Because you're know. not selling, but you're also the worst team in the league. What yeah. are we doing? And that's the other thing that I would say about the Jazz in this whole defense conversation one of the things you have to worry about is 
who are the guys on this roster that are going to be here? So if we're talking about Agbaji, we're talking about, you know, Walker Kessler. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're learning how to play in the NBA. These are their formative moments defensively. You know, and the, the frustrating thing is watching the Laker game last night. How good are the Lakers defensively when they got their guys? And you know the thing that stands out about Rui Hachimura? It's not that he's good offensively. That dude busted his ass on defense. Anthony Davis, I think, had four block shots last night. Yeah. And they get a block shot to pretty much seal that win. Yep. That's what's frustrating is teams that are, and granted, now the Jazz are a game under 500. I think they're only a half game ahead of the Lakers in the standings at this yeah. point. But this is a playoff team that's that the I think is probably the, the no, the Jazz are a playoff team. That will not make the playoffs. Ah, uh, yeah. And it's because of their defense. And let's see what happens. Today, they're a playoff team. If they make these moves that I think they're going to make, they're not going to be a playoff team. All right. All of our jazz talk brought to you by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. You know him. You love him. He's our guy, and you can't stop, and you won't stop. Okay, guys, I'm gonna tell you the secret to impressing my neighbors, the wife, coworkers, you name it. I just swing by Quick Quack. It seriously takes two minutes, and people can't stop, won't stop checking me out. Getting a clean car is definitely my best life hack. Kids are messy, camping's dirty, but my truck sure isn't. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. You know. Uh, and because I see Tanner is here, we can also do this real quick. Um, so one of the things we we talked about on the show the last week was Danny Ainge intimidating other NBA general managers. Mm-hmm. And we put out a video yesterday on Twitter uh, where we were, we kind of, you know, kept receipts, if you will. Yeah, we took a victory lap. We, we, we decided, yes. hey, listen. Yesterday, N- Matt National Guy comes out and says, oh, there's an edict around the league that if Danny Ainge is calling, you half-jokingly but half-seriously let it go to voicemail. Oh, well, wh- <laughs> where did you hear that? Well, you heard it first on the Monty Show 871 seven days ago. Five minutes into our show, we started talking about this because Danny Ainge fleeced the T-Wolves, right? The Eastern Conference T-Wolves. Yeah, and now people are all scared and intimidated that, you know, they're going to get fleeced by Danny Ainge, right? So this, you know, love you, Tanner. Love you, bro. Not even coming after you. But this upset (laughs) Tanner that we did that. And, And to me, I'm just like, dude, like, we're at a point where... You know what? We we feel as though maybe not every time, but like when you start getting into minutia stuff like that, like detailed reports that we have, we're going to talk about it, man. It is what it is. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's get your comments. Enough enough of us, more of you. Yeah. Your thoughts on Will Hardy. Are you excited about him as a coach? Your thoughts on the Jazz. Is Jordan Clarkson worth two, two picks and a player? Because mm. I'm telling you he's not. Now, I think that asking price is going to come down. Um, I think especially as we move, I think there's a chance Malik Beasley could be traded any moment, frankly. Um, I think they are in a situation where, again, sources told me yesterday night, they have multiple deals that they could make right now just by picking up the phone and saying, all right, let's do the steal. But the Jazz want to hang on, I think, until the last week leading up to the deadline. I think Jordan Clarkson is worth a first and a second. 
That I would agree with. But if Danny Ainge is holding out, hoping that, hey, I'm going to trade Jordan Clarkson to Milwaukee for two picks and a player, I don't see that kind of trade happening. Mm. I, I, I truly don't. And I think Malik Beasley is a guy that you need to package in a three-team deal. Those deals are not easily made. But I think you absolutely, and this goes back to, by the way, this goes back to what we've been saying about a month, six weeks ago now. The Jazz, Hawks, and Suns had a deal on the table. And Danny Ainge kept that asking price high. He wanted a 2023 first-round pick from the Suns, and the Suns were a little hesitant to do that. Mm -hmm. So I think there are deals the Suns could make now um, or the Jazz could make now, but the Suns don't want to make that deal. Well, yeah, and I think that, you know, and we're going to get to your comments here, but I think that this ownership thing in Phoenix combined with, you know, uh, you know, some of those teams are just talking about not doing business like you like the Lakers not being sellers is is I'm not going to say it's shocking, but it is it is putting a wrench in things you need like the Lakers are just one of those teams that needs to be active for the trade deadline to flow properly and, and them just sitting here doing nothing is kind of, you know, it's not great. I agree. All right, let's get your thoughts in here. Good morning, Sean Mirzinski. First one in says, been following you guys since COVID started. You guys are the first thing I watch basically every morning. Congratulations on 10,000 subscribers. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you, man. The work you guys put in every day is paying off. Thank you very much. Kenai Johnson, second in this morning. Top of the morning. Let's go. Uh, Kenai also says, I agree, Sean. This is the only show I can listen or watch. Monty and Jake are the best father-son duo in the state or in broadcasting. Thank you. Appreciate that. He also says, don't forget to hit that like button. Yeah, let's go, casuals. Let's go. Yeah, by the way, by the way, while we're on the 10,000 subs thing, all-time record for subs added yesterday. You guys crushed it. Yeah, that was an amazing day. That was crushed an it, amazing, bro. amazing day. So appreciate you guys doing that. Hit the like button. Giggity says, uh, good morning. How did it feel waking up to 10K? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Can I says, uh, Giggity, they hit it. Uh, yeah. During the show, it was great. Yep. Yeah. We did. Troy, good morning. Uh, so, Monty and Jake, what are your three targets for the Jazz draft? I I think if I am the Jazz, I'm not looking to draft a player in the top half of the first round. I'm looking to trade those assets. And I am looking to get a superstar player. I'm looking to get either the best power forward. I am looking to get absolutely one of the best available talents. And I don't, I, you know, we don't speculate on the show as to who that would be, but I'd love to see this team end up with OG Ananobi. I'd love to see this team end up with a young wing player like that, that you can really say, okay, this guy can be part of our team for the next five years. And he's going to be one of the reasons we win a championship. And I would tell you that I, I, my opinion is, is I think this team needs to take it step-by-step, step, meaning that, I like yeah the draft is coming obviously but you can't you cannot sit here and and overlook in any way the trade deadline cuz I think my opinion's always been this trade deadline will make or break you in the draft if you Absolutely. execute and you do this thing the right way you're going to be able to operate in the draft so if they crush it right and they pick up some draft picks like as an example that situation he was just talking about the the three teamer with the Suns and wanting a 2023 first round pick Dude, if you can pick up a 2023 first-round pick, that obviously changes your fortunes in the draft, right? You've already got three picks in the first round. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's like you have these assets, but in order to really maximize the draft, you have to do well at the deadline. Yep, totally agree. Um, my hope for the draft is that Danny Ainge 
two weeks and one day from now has at a minimum of four first round picks in this upcoming draft. That would be mine. Teddy Wayman, what's up, dude? That cold shower this morning was, was crazy. Real. It was real. Ooh, absolutely. MY Monty fan says, congratulations on 10K. What's up? Louis Capazzo, hello. Uh, Troy Cushing. Uh, Provo Cougar fan says, 20 degrees and cold, but good morning. Seriously. You Seriously. know, there are just some it's, days uh, in it's Utah. It's winter. <clears throat> especially in winter, though, man. There are some days you wake up and you drive to work, especially for all my guys who drive to work early like we do. There are just some days where you're like, you walk outside and you're like, damn, it's one of those it, days it's where it's cold. Yeah. And it's just, you know? I agree. Uh, Cock Wrangler well, says, how dare you remove my comment? Well, we don't, we yeah. don't remove comments. So you're probably complaining about I YouTube. mean, I, I don't know why they would with remove that your name, comment. I with mean, that it's not, name, I'm going to guess. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to guess. Uh, Lewis says 40, 40-ish in the GZ with a light breeze. Not bad. Not St. bad. St. George has the luxury of being so much further south. Yeah, not bad. You know, that's just me, though. Uh, Yusuf says, I am here. Well, we're glad well you're done. here. Thank you. Giggity says, low 40s the last couple of mornings in Phoenix. That's how... That hoodie would have been handy. Okay, working. Promise you, promise you, by the trade deadline. By the trade deadline, we will have not dropped hoodies yet. <laughs> promise you. No, I'm kidding. Strange Clouds, what's up? How are you, Tyler P? As a Utah fan, I'd love to see San Diego State because we own them every year. So it's a free win. Coming up in 29 minutes, we are going to talk. Pac-12 and Pac-12 expansion, Pac-12 TV, and this Comcast situation. We'll talk about that coming up. Lopes fan Gabe, what's up? Morning casual. San Diego State is no New Mexico State, but they'll do. <laughs> exactly. Arlington Bears says, how was the museum? Spectacular. Spectacular. I love the, the Natural History Museum. My wife surprised me with a membership. Uh, we did a date night last night. Thankfully, we picked the perfect night. Uh, thankfully, the Jazz were playing later. But I'll tell you, you get up at 3.50 in the morning. Oh, dude. You work all day. You go home. Uh, you have a little You have a little uh, wing, cold wings left over with you're the Asado. You're big on the cold wing dude, train, I love bro. Them. You're about it. I'm out now, though. I had the last four wings, the last four drumettes. Dude, don't heat them up. I'm telling you, cold Asado wings, well, amazing. But Karn, it was, it was awesome. Thanks for being a member. Chris uh, Lewis says, don't forget to crush that like button. We agree. Um, I totally agree. RRR uh, says, Luca will drop 60 in the next game. Hope not. Dude. Dude. They I have a bad habit of giving up big games to superstars. Yeah, I mean, it's real. I mean, you see it all the time with this team, man. All the time, right? Dame, Luca, Kyrie. You know, like I, the list is, I'm not going to say is endless, but it is long. And I think that that um, I'm not certainly surprised, but that doesn't make it okay. You know, it doesn't make it okay that that this team, I do feel like lacks toughness. I do feel like a trait that they could really use. Again, speaking of the deadline, speaking of the draft, like this team could use a tough guy. And I don't feel like they have that right now. And, and I've always maintained that when, and I don't care who you are, but if someone is burning you, if someone is cooking you for, quote, a 60-piece nugget, um, you need to give that guy a hard foul. You need to to send a message. You need to say, okay, look, Dame, love you, bro, but you've got 30 at the half. That means, you know, in the third quarter, we need to come out and kind of make a statement that we're not just going to allow you to to run this whole game and run us off the floor. But that doesn't happen on this team yet. 
And I think that's because they're a young team. And I think you make a great point. A lot of these guys are checked out because of the deadlines here. So, you know, to me, you have work to do yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think one of the, the more interesting parts about that toughness thing is I don't know that you can teach toughness. I don't know if you can teach it or not. You have to want to be a badass. And one of the things I wonder about Walker Kessler is how mean can he be? Because he loves blocking shots. But if he puts on 10 pounds of muscle this summer and the guy is an absolute shred, is he a meaner player? That's I don't a, know. That's yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. That's something I'd like to see. Uh, Olavi says, who, who seven-footer or close can defend Dame? Kessler and Mark couldn't. Ben Simmons? It's not that you need to defend him one-on-one. -on -one. You have to be better in pick-and-roll situations. Yeah. Because today in the NBA, it's all pick-and-pop, pick-and-roll, pick-and-switch. Like You're getting matchups. Walker Kessler, for the next 10 seasons, hopefully, is defending the pick-and-roll, man. That's going to be his life. They are not going to allow him to chill in the paint. He's too good of a shot blocker. We saw this with Rudy. They're going to try and get walk away from the basket. And a guy like Nurkic is the guy to do that. Walker will, I think, improve his, his education in pick and roll, and his instincts should improve as well. But it's not that you need a seven-footer to defend Dame one-on-one. -on -one. You need a seven-footer to put a hand up before he gets a clear look at the rim. Because putting your hand up once the ball is at the top of the shot is almost meaningless. Yeah. Once an NBA player eyeballs the rim, it's over. He's going to make or miss on his own. You have got to get there and get your hand up to impede his ability to see the rim. That's what you're trying to do. Tyler P says, Clarkson and Beasley are no defense hero ball chuckers. I think Jordan Clarkson is, and we were having an argument on Twitter yesterday with a bunch of Cavs fans about Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson. Uh-huh. In this conversation about should Colin Sexton be a starter in the NBA? Well, first of all, I always say it doesn't matter who starts. It's who finishes and plays the most minutes. But two, Jordan Clarkson's not a starter in the NBA. And he specifically is an example of this. The reason you don't start him is because he is a, a volume shooter. Yes. He's not a passer. He's not a guy that works through an offense. You give him the ball and you understand it's, not, it's never coming back. You pass Jordan Clarkson the ball, for better or for worse, he's going to shoot or turn it over. Yeah, He's not passing the ball. That's why he's a guy off the bench. That's why he's such a good six man. Because he'll come in and he will stem the tide. Because he's going to get his buckets. You know that. Brett Robbins says, what a surprise. A guard lights us up. Same issue we had when Conley and Mitchell, small, tiny guards, even a problem uh, if we get Scoot. Well, Dame's not a big guard. He's not a big guard. The issue is, I, I'm telling you, it's not a size. It's a yeah. want to. It's not uh, the size of the dog. It's the, the size of the fight in the dog. And the, the, the problem is, is that Jordan Clarkson's not a willing defender. He is not a try-hard defender. He's a guy that'll trail and, hey, what do you want me to do? I got picked off by Nurk. He's got that fat ass, man. What do you want me to do? Like, mm -hmm. What I want you to do is... Be better than you are defensively. Ah. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, is that why is that why Patrick Beverly was able to give Dame a hard game? Like, well, I mean, Patrick Beverly is not a big dude. Yep. Uh, Sam Wanlock, good morning to you. Colin Sexton scores 18, but had a minus 12 
Exactly. He's not a team player. I. It's not that Collins yeah. not a team player. Yeah. He's having to learn how to be a team player. He. I don't know that he knows how. He is a six man. He is a guy. He's flame on. That's who he is. He's not a starting point guard on a championship team. At but least not right now today. I don't think, dude, the truth of the matter is it's not one guy. Like, again, let's not turn this into trash JC and trash Sexton alone. I mean, Conley no. got beat. Markkinen got beat. Kessler got this beat. This is a like, team problem. Yeah. This is a, it, yeah. that's why it's not, it's not all on the players. It's not all on Will Hardy. But Will Hardy has to make it the only thing. Because this team is so good in transition. You get this team out running. If you make them a ferocious defensive team, if you make them a defensive team along the lines of the Warriors and the, the Lakers yeah. who defend to create offense, that's what this team needs to be. Defend to create offense. Be aggressive in the passing lanes. I don't care if Nurkic has 100. Yeah, Dame's not getting 60 on 29 shots on me. He's not. And if he's getting to the basket, if he beats me to the basket, I'm following him hard. I don't care. Which I don't think this team is willing to do. I again, we have again, I always tell you guys, hey, we got TV here, Sports Center on, highlight package runs three, four times during the show. Dude, we've watched it two, three times. And and there are multiple instances. Like in the fourth quarter, the Jazz were sending a double to Dame, right? They were sending a double. And that was different guys every time. Dame is just beating the double. Dame yes. wants it more than you. Dame it just wants it more than you. It's not that he wants it more than you even. He knows how to expose you. Damian Lillard is a smart, savvy basketball player. Teddy Wayman says, two days of rest, there's absolutely no excuse for how we played no defense. Have some damn pride and guard like you want it. That's what I'm saying, Teddy. That's all it like, needs to be You know what I mean? Like, and, and that, that, like, Teddy's right, and I think that plays right back into the point you made about how these guys... Some of these guys are are checked out because they know what's coming. Beasley knows he's getting moved. Clarkson knows, right? Hell, Clarkson initiated the trade me conversation in the sense that again, he didn't demand a trade, but he said, I'm not signing that that player option. I'm not signing that. I'm not opting in. Yeah. Right? I'm gonna hit free agency. So you should move me to get some value. He so these guys know what's coming. That said, there is no excuse for what happened last night. I agree. And by the yeah, never mind. Uh, Anton, good morning too. I feel like JC is a negative on defense. I know the plus minus doesn't tell the whole story, but JC was minus 19 on 30 minutes playing time while marketing was plus two and 34. I also think that Jordan had a really tough assignment, but that, yeah, I don't disagree with you on that. Tyler P says, I don't think marketing ever touched the ball in the third quarter. Two of three, Another. two of three, all of them were at the rim yeah. or excuse me, one of three, all of them were at the rim. You're not wrong. Because the ball movement stopped. The ball movement absolutely stopped. They came out, of, and this is a, another thing that concerns me. Will Hardy out of halftime and out of timeouts. Yeah. They're not good. They're not good coming out of halftime, and they're not good coming out of timeouts. That game-winning play the other week against Philadelphia was embarrassing, where Jordan dribbles right into a double, a wild no-look shot that never even got close. Yeah. In a game-winning situation. Not good. Um, RR and RRRRR says Sexton and THT doubling Dame was ridiculous. Sexton was low on the floor, didn't raise a hand, and THT just kept running on him and getting fouls. I, but again, I also think THT's a guy that's making 10 million bucks. I don't believe, he, I think, I can't say I don't believe he'll be here, 
I think he's the perfect guy to put into a trade to make it happen, especially yeah. when you're hard cap like the Jazz are, right? Tanner says, morning, Hacks. Uh, morning, Tanner. Uh, morning, Maury in Florida. Hope you're well. Been working morning, so I haven't been uh, doing the after show catch up, but Danny is a beast and will put the Jazz in the best spot regardless. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, Tanner says, yes, they need to be better, but this Dame, this is Dame we're talking about. He's prone to going off like that. When players go off, there's not much you can do about it. Are you, did you watch the game? I, I mean, look. That's crazy. I, I disagree with that 100%. Yeah, I mean, I think that there is something to be said for the best players in the league being in their zone and being unstoppable. Certainly. But, but I disagree mostly with what you're saying there because I do believe that a hard foul will check a guy. A hard, like if you send him, I'm not saying to get into some fight or like to be likes to fight guy. I'm not saying Jordan Clarkson should square up, right? What I'm saying is, you know, the Markinins or the Kesslers need to send a message at Dude, some point. somebody needs to run through Damian Lillard while trying to block his shot. Yeah. There is a right way and a wrong way to commit a foul in basketball. And trust me, I'm a big dude. I know how to follow guys in basketball. I'll drop that motherfucker. Jake's seen it a thousand times. Oh, seen it. I I equip it. <laughs> but what I am what I am telling you is, when Damian Lillard beats you on a layup, somebody needs to come across and take his body out and follow him hard. Oh, he's he's a star. You got to respect bullshit. Yeah. What you excuse my French? What you have to do is you got to put a body on him. You got to take man. the you got to take the wind out of his stomach. That's yeah. what you got to do. Yeah. And it's then that let's simple. and then let's see. How effective he is after that. Let's see. Tanner says they need to be better defensively, but let's calm down a little bit. No, I'm not going to calm down because I'm really worried about the young guys and their exposure to this kind of defense. Yeah. This is not okay. This is not defense that, that it is the hallmark of a playoff team. And listen, if schematically you were good, if, if, you know, if Walker was stepping up in the pick and roll, if JC looked like he was doing anything more than half speed chasing Dame around, yeah. like, you know, if they if they looked like they were giving 100% and they were in the right place at the right time doing the right things and Dame was still making it, then okay, great. I, that's what I'd be saying. Hey, yep. I feel like they gave 100% and Dame was just better than you, but that's not how I feel about it. Yep. Barrington, good morning to you. The more things change, the more they stay the same sometimes. Teams still getting torched by guards, but that's probably to be expected when you still run undersized guards on the perimeter. Could be. Teddy Wayman, uh, it's not the fact Dame went off. The fact we didn't play any effing defense. <laughs> I love that I can hear it. Yeah. I love that I can hear it, Teddy. Knowing Teddy, I can, I can hear that totally. Bless you. Uh, let everyone else but named Damian Lillard beat you. Yeah. Again, like don't guard Nurk. Don't care about Nurk on the pick and roll. Care about Dame. Was it that Nurk was 35 feet away from the rim that had you worried, Walker? But, but it is something that Good you Lord. have to work on. You have to... The Young guys in this league struggle with space. Like, understanding who you are, where you are, and who you're checking. Can you do something for me? Ben Simmons is not somebody I'm worried about on the screen and roll. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about it. I'm going to attack the ball handler in that situation. And if, if Ben somehow rolls to the basket, I'm going to go ahead and have somebody else rotate behind me and help. Right. That's yeah. my job. Yeah. But by the way, I'm not even going to do that that hard because he can't even make a layup at this point. It's in his head. I My, my only thing with your point there, though, about these young guys, like Walker Kessler, just as an example. Mm -hmm. Like, we're damn near halfway through the season, bro. Like at, More at, than like, halfway <clears throat> through on the schedule. Like, 
I understand he's young. I get it. He's a rookie. I and, and I understand that that's hey, he's a rookie, young guy, still learning. Totally get it. I, I'm with that. I understand that. But at some point, I mean, this is like this is like the guy that comes into the the break room at the office every day and spills stuff all over the microwave, right? And it's like, all right, dude, you've been here six months. Like, I think you need to figure out that's not okay. You know, hey, our standard here at uh, Dunder Mifflin is that yeah. we don't blow up pasta in the microwave and leave it, right? Hey, man, you're going to need to go. It, it, but this is... Like, this Dwight is, needs to walk in there and kick dude's ass so he'll step up in the pick and roll. That's what I'm saying. Like, you you have to at some point... And this is a leadership question as well. Because mm -hmm. a coach can go to Walker Kessler a thousand times. Like, last night, I don't know how many of you saw the Warrior game. Steph Curry was so pissed at Jordan Poole for taking a terrible three-pointer. Mm -hmm. He threw his mouthpiece and got ejected. Yeah. That should send a clear message... Is Jordan Poole going to change? Probably not. Is Jordan Poole going to win a championship? Not with Golden State because they're going to move him because he doesn't fit their culture. What culture do the Jazz have? And right now, I would think they don't have a whole lot. Yeah. I would think they don't. Riley O'Brien says, good morning. He's no Andre Bargnani, but he'll do. Andre Bargnani. <laughs> Love it. RRRRRR says, we could have tried NAW, but didn't. That dude is so far in the doghouse, I, I'm not sure I he'll ever come out. I don't even know why. I, like, dude, I, like, I don't understand it. I, I, don't I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, again, it, it, it almost makes me wonder, is dude nursing an injury? Is he low-key hurt and they don't want to put him on the report or something? Which, again, another thing I wouldn't understand. Like, I, I, I just, like NAW last night is the perfect guy. To guard Dame. Now, again, I know, hey, he's young. Dame probably gets him off the floor, right, with some pump fakes and stuff, gets him in trouble that way. Totally get it. But why Why not? You're seeing Dame torture your team. Why not try everybody? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? I agree. Uh, Tanner says, uh, did Mrs. M force you to go to that museum, Monty? No, I actually enjoy it quite a bit. And what museum was it again? The Natural History Museum. Yeah, that's, Where we that's went cool. and saw the dinosaur exhibit. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. It was cool. Jeremy Bolton, good morning too. How's everyone in Monty Town? Teddy Wayman, how the F do you do that ice bath? Freaking awesome. Teddy Wayman Dude. has one of those hard plastic tubs on his patio, fills it up with cold water and ice and sits in it. And I'm just like, dude, you're my idol. Next I don't level, know. Bro. I don't know how you do that. Brady Cook, who's a member. Good morning, Brady. Who do you guys think would be a good fit besides Sean Collins that could also be a fit for the Jazz? That's it. Again, those are impossible questions for us to answer. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think John is a – John Collins, we won't know what kind of player he is until he leaves Atlanta because he's not a great player right now. I mean, he's a guy that – there's just no demand on him. There's no ask of him. It, that team is Trey. That team is DeJounte. That team is Bogdan Bogdanovich. That team is Clint Capella. Like – He's like not high on the list offensively. Yeah. But that's why you see him pull off a game a week because there's just not a lot of opportunity for him there. I don't think you find out who John Collins is until they trade him. Uh, but I love John as a fit on the Jazz. Uh, football 50 and 60 seconds. Red Heart Norvis. Don't need to get Hero for JC. Jazz can develop Sexton for that role. Well, Tyler Hero and Colin Sexton are two totally different players. Instead, get a young shooting forward athletic defender that has a decent mid-range. Yeah. Yeah. I, this team is desperate for a power forward. They, I, Lori Markkinen's a three. He's not a four. Yeah. This team is desperate, desperate for a power forward. Unbelievable.
They need one desperately. Christopher Leal, good morning. Unrelated, but I can't believe it's been three years since Kobe died. Oh, crazy. Bro. It's, yeah. yeah. Crazy, man. It's nuts. Just crazy. Um, let's see. A couple more before football. 50 Chase, good morning, too. A lot of people would say Laurie isn't the answer when he was on the Cavs Bulls. All he did was stand around. That's exactly what he did. And as a Bulls fan, let me tell you, he was frustrating because he didn't want to hurt guys. He didn't want to dunk on dudes. He wanted to stand at the perimeter, dribble a couple times, and shoot a three. So he was easy to defend. He's impossible to defend right now offensively. I think you're exactly right. I think you are exactly right. Brady Cook says, who do you think would be a good fit for the Jazz besides John Collins? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, RR says, Rudy Hachimura would be a good fit. I totally disagree. I think you have that guy five times already. Tyler P says, OG Ananobi. Um, Tanner says, Monty, are you a dirty basketball player? No, I am a physical basketball player because I can't keep up with you. And if you're going to dribble around me, I'm a pretty good trailing shot blocker. But if you're going to go by me, I'm going to grab you or I'm going to follow you hard because that's what I've got. And eventually you're not going to drive by me. I see it all the time, man, when I play basketball, which I don't much anymore because I'm just fat and old. But when I play basketball, you follow a guy hard, he doesn't want to get followed hard again. You, you just don't. Uh, Glenn San Diego State, good morning. He says, like button crushed. Yes, sir. It's my guy. Appreciate all your comments. More Jad stock coming up uh, in about 40 minutes at 7.30. But right now, 10 to the hour. Every hour, it's football at 50. I don't know why I'm talking like that. Because it's, it's fun. It's fun. It felt good. Yeah. By the way, my hiccups are gone. Excellent. Uh, football 50 presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Dude, I don't know what else I can say about the meatball marinara. That's going to be a tomorrow night thing. Mm -hmm. I got to have it on Friday night. I got to have it on Friday night. Got to have it. Pizza mm -hmm. and meatballs, got to have it. Do it. Man, you know. Do it. Uh, I can't. We have Utah Grizzlies Sunday. hockey tomorrow. Sunday night. we have to. Maybe Sunday we do Sunday that. in football. Sunday, I, you know. Well, you'll be with the girl. Nah, stuff. nah that's cool. It's fine. No, man, you go. You can. Yeah, I know. You don't want me to come over anymore. I know. You get your yeah, squirrel. You don't want man. me to come over anymore. Uh, I yeah, got to get the marinara meatballs, guys. They're fantastic. Use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Hey, um. What do you guys make of this Patrick Mahomes deal? Not listed on the injury report for Kansas City. Just not listed there. He's not there. Even though he's got a high ankle sprain. Not not listed on the injury report. Did look fine without a walking boot yesterday in the press conference. What percentage do you think his ankle is at right now? Uh, I think probably 50 maybe 60 i think that i think that he knows how to he knows how to help his body i you know honest to god i really believe that that guys like patrick Mahomes, the best in the game rehabbing and healing is is one of the low-key skills that nobody talks about because it's not on tv right guys ability to get off the field get the pads off and get rehabbing as fast as possible is absolutely an art and i really do feel like you know seeing him you know, be able to hop off that off of that sort of stage or whatever for media availability and go right down those stairs and walk off without any kind of limp was absolutely incredible. Now he'll be taped up for sure. He'll he'll absolutely have heavy tape on that ankle. 
But I'm telling you, the guy, I think the guy is going to be is going to be more than good enough to be a problem in this game. And I really do believe that we're in store for uh, a special uh, matchup here. By, I don't, by I don't the know way, who wins. But. That is now a pick em. Yeah, as it should at be. At 47 and a half. Yeah, as it should be. Dude, it, it, what does it say about your guy, Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. If Joe Burrow goes into KC again and wins. Should be the MVP. <clears throat> no. No, he shouldn't. He doesn't play receiver. He plays quarterback. Anyway, the point <laughs> is, if he goes into Kansas City, Joe Burrow, and wins again, I don't know how he's not the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. I think that's the kind of gravity that we're talking about in this game. Now, if if Patrick Mahomes looks any kind of himself, I think they're winning. Yeah. You you're I think they have a point to prove. I think they hear all the talk about Joe Burrow. Uh I think they hear all of the the nonsense. Arrowhead Stadium's gonna be lit. Kansas City's pretty dang good at footballing. I'm leaning and I don't I'd love to see you guys in the comments. Where do you guys come down on this? I mean, it is. I mean, I gotta go with my boy. I, I gotta go with my boy Joe Burrow. But I think that this is gonna be. I, I just something tells me this is gonna be one of those all-time great battles, dude. Like this absolute back and forth battles. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think this is a mid 20s, low 30s kind of game because you have great talent all over the field. And you know what I love? I love that they made it the late game. I love that it's the second game. Brilliant. Brilliant. I mean, I'm saying. I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I think he's injured. I, I don't believe that you can heal a badly sprained ankle. And they say it's a high ankle sprain. I'm not buying. Man, you see a, a guy put all of his body weight on Patty Mahomes' ankle. Sorry, dude. I, I'm not buying that. And yeah. you're not. This Bengals defense, the schemes that they run, the disguise out of, you know, for blitzing. Yes. The, the formations they use to get DBs free off the edge, I think they're elite at it. I think it's one of the reasons they won last year and went to the Super Bowl. Yep. I I think that Kansas City is going to have a real tough time winning this game. I do. Uh, Tyler P says Mahomes is fine. Chiefs win easy. Nah. Chiefs win easy. Teddy Wayman says he's not listed on IR, but he's definitely injured. Bengals by 10. Oh. Teddy, Teddy, do you have a do you that. have a a quote position on this game? Yeah, what's your position on this game? Our in-house positional expert. Right. Right. Because we're not allowed to wager here. Well, yeah, nobody gambles you know, in nobody Utah. Gambles. Come on, Steve, what are we talking about? You know. Uh, Jeremy says, I mean, Joe Burrow is no Chad Henney, but he'll do. Right, exactly. Uh, G-Off, who just got done working out, says Bengals win by 10. Andy H. says Bengals with a runaway. Brandon Butler says, I think it's who's, who's D shows okay, out. Hey, bro, bro, bro. This is you a PG-13 show, yeah, and dude. By the way, that, if you're going to show out your D, there's some that's a crime in most states. It's a family show. Good Lord. Man. I believe in the Bungles D more than Kansas City. Okay. Um, yeah, Monty plays basketball, but casual basketball. He has six fouls, like in the first five minutes of the game. Yeah, dude. Man. I also think that you have, like, the UFC, you know, bell that you ring after each foul, too. Just to prove a point. Uh, you know. There are some dudes who like to talk. Yeah. But they won't come in the paint. 
They won't. Wonder why. Because they know. <laughs> Wonder why. They know. <laughs> and the best part is they talk on their offensive end, then they come down on defense. Jake runs them off a screen, and they have no idea. It, it is the they have end no of idea times, what happens, bro. You run into me coming off of a screen, what bro. What happens is, what happens is, you, they get all fired Oof. up playing, you know, offense against you, right? And then I'm the one who inevitably has to bring the ball up the court. So they want to pick me up, you know, 60 feet away from the basket, which is fine, right? But my guy here is standing in the paint. We're, we're, we've got the connection, right? Look at me. I'm the captain now. And it's over for dude. It's over, bro. You run him off that late screen, dude. I, and I'm not talking about half speed here. I'm talking about full speed. And, and you just end him, bro. It's amazing. I'm telling you. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, Joe Burrow scores the final touchdown. Does the icky shuffle. Bengals by 14. Okay. I don't mind that. Uh, Nick Hines says, no way I'm betting against Patty Ice. Brady Cook, or excuse me, Big Dog Old Town says, I told you on the gram, Bengals going to the Super Bowl uh, first for the program. Okay. Wow. Brady Cook says, KC by three. Mm. Roger Sales, one of our newest members, says, Bengals by five. Mahomes has a last-minute drive and fails. Oh, it's tough. Ooh, Roger Sales rolling rolling in, kicking Kansas City in the bag. Yeah, dude. A last-minute drive and bag. fails. In the bag. And fails. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 in the Papa Murphy's mobile app to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. That's going to include the marinara meatball. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at papamurphys.com. Absolutely order right now. Download the Papa Murphy's app to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more when you use the promo code MONTY25. Get the marinara meatball. Get the pizza. Now, again, Do it. and I think you guys know the culture of pizza on this show. Right. Traditional crust. Program. Barbecue sauce. Yes. Dump all your toppings, including the herbs. But no pep. No, no pep. No pepperoni. We don't do pep on this show. I'm no. a, I've turned into a big mushroom and onion guy. Mm -hmm. You give me traditional crust, barbecue sauce, herbs, mozzarella. Mozzarella. Extra onion, extra mushrooms, we good to go. Then you get the take and bake, you know, chocolate chip cookies yes. and the marinara meatballs. Yes. Dude, marinara meatballs on, on, like, if we do this Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, hell oh, yeah. Bomb, dude. Hell yeah. That's how we roll at Papa Murphy's Pizza. A uh, couple more on this real quick. Uh, trust me, bro, the meatball mar mar marinara is legit tasty. Yes, it is. Yes, it is legit tasty. I agree with that. I, I just think the way that you do things like the marinara meatball, dude, I, I'm just telling you. <laughs> yeah, dude. And the thing about Papa that Murphy's geez. is they give you the value of Papa Murphy's. The value proposition is that is that, hey, you, you're not paying a ton, but you're getting a ton of food, right? Like yes. the, the meatball marinara, until I got it that first time, I was expecting like, okay, four meatballs, five meatballs. 
Bro, you get nine meatballs. Nine. I, I said, said nine, nine, bro. Like, it is a, a plethora, and it is bomb. Yes, and it you is. you are right. If you're like, if you're salad guy for lunch at work at the office, dude, you get you get meatballs on Sunday. Oh. Have like three or four of them, and then put chop them up and put them on your salad the rest of the week, bro. It's so good. I'm telling you, man. Um, I just, yeah, I can't believe that. By the way, yeah, today is the three year anniversary. Do you guys remember where you were when you heard about the passing of Kobe Bryant? I was at the department store, the outlet mall in Tempe. Was it Tempe? What I can't remember the name of that mills, Tempe mills or Arizona mills, whatever it is. Yeah. We were at the mall in, in Phoenix, Tempe, Arizona mills. Um, and an alert came across my phone. And we didn't believe it. Like, I remember sitting there. And the thing that I remember is, I don't remember, I think it was Foot Locker. I remember what store we were in. No, but, we were, we were, we were, Mrs. Monty was trying some stuff on. Oh, yeah. When it first came we, across, yeah. we were sitting on a bench outside of a fitting room. Yeah. But when we went into Foot Locker, we were talking about it. And people were like, wait, what did you say? And we were like talking to then that turned into a group of people like, wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three-year anniversary yeah, man. of Kobe and Gianna dying in that uh, dying in that helicopter crash. Just a, a, a mm, already three years. The Monty Show presented by the Advocates, theadvocates.com. Make sure you find them online because you can chat with an attorney live online 24-7 at theadvocates.com. Click the button. It's an awesome way. Like I know a lot of people are always you know hesitant. Hey, do I need a lawyer? Yes, you do. If you're sitting here today saying, you know, I got in that accident last week and my insurance company's got it. No, they don't. They're, what they've got is more of your money than they should have because your insurance company's not fighting for you. Your insurance company is fighting for their shareholders and their board members. They're trying to keep as much money from you as they can. The advocates are going to fight for you and they're going to make sure that you get every penny you deserve because it's not your fault that homie was driving distracted and totaled your car or that, hey, you know, you were riding your bike and this guy just didn't, you know, pay attention and he knocked you off your bike on your motorcycle or your bicycle or that they didn't salt that driveway and you slipped and fell. It's not your fault. That, that is, that is what happens in this world and it is our job to hold those people accountable so you can rebuild your life so that you can get back to being healthy get back to holding your kids get back to work that's what's so great about the advocates they know that it's a difficult time when you get in an accident that's why you go to theadvocates.com, click on that chat button and trust me when i say it's the best move you're going to make make sure you tell them you heard about it on the monty show let's talk pack 12 um all kinds of awfulness <laughs> Because I got to tell you, there's not a whole lot that you can hang on to with the Pac-12 right now. And the tough part is, is that you look at this situation with the Pac-12, Jake, and you start to understand they overpaid or they were overpaid by Comcast. Mm -hmm. And these are reports, allegedly, allegedly, um, that the Pac-12 knew that Comcast was overpaying them by $5 million a year. Yeah. $5 million a year and did nothing about it. Now, truth be told, they're under no obligation to do anything about it. And the the thing that a lot of people don't want to talk about is Comcast makes payments based on the number of subscribers who get the Pac-12 network. 
The Pac-12 network has no idea how many subscribers get their product on Comcast. Comcast does not report that. But the reason all of this happened is because the Pac-12 networks thought Comcast was actually underpaying. So they petitioned an audit, paid for an audit, and the audit showed that Comcast was actually overpaying by $5 million. The Pac-12 knew and they told nobody. They kept it in-house. They did not tell Comcast. They did not tell anybody. How did Comcast find out? They did an audit that showed that they overpaid by $5 million. And by the letter of the law, did the Pac-12 networks do anything wrong? No, not, I, not, not specifically. You should have told Comcast you did an audit and it showed they were overpaying you by $5 million. Yeah. Yet they didn't do that. And this is the issue with Larry Scott's Pac-12 conference. This is the issue with George Klyovkov's Pac-12 conference. You can't trust them to be morally right in business and you can't trust them to be business savvy operators. That's the issue with the Pac-12. And I think absolutely this is why it has been very difficult for the Pac-12 to get a TV deal because I think there are, there are lingering issues around trust and good, good faith belief that the Pac-12 is your partner. And Jake, I think this is a terrible indictment on the reputation, frankly, and a really nasty look inside about how the Pac-12 ran under Larry Scott. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's classic. It's everything that you would almost expect at this point of the Pac-12. Like, oh, we're we're making more money than we should. Uh, who cares? We're not we're not going to mention that. We're not going to share that. We're not going to disclose that. Why would we do that? Oh, is that because you need the money? Is that because you don't have a TV distribution deal that's paying you good money? Or is it just simply because you're 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 greedy? You you just simply don't care. You don't care to do business at the highest level, right? Or at the or even not even the highest level, but in a in a proper way, right? Because the proper thing would have been, oh, they've been overpaying us. We should we should let them know that and, and get that corrected, right? That that would have been like the proper you know thing to do, but they didn't do that. And it just for me, it goes right back to okay. This is why, right? This is why people don't want to do business with the Pac-12. And this is why people aren't willing to overpay for the Pac-12. And this is why people aren't willing to go out of their way to get Pac-12 content on their their network or their distribution platform because it's just not it's not good. It's not like there's no like when you do business with the SEC or the Big 10, right? You know that okay, yeah, sure, they're going to be playing football at the end of the year. Great, right? But what do you also know? And what's more important there? I know that the deal is going to get done the right way. I know that, hey, I'm going to make the money that I should make, not a dollar more or a dollar less. I know I'm going to get what I had coming based on the agreement we signed. Yeah. And that, I think, is crucial. It's really important. So, you know, this morning when, you know, guys on Twitter like, you know, Pig Bus, let's say, love you, right? Like, awesome account. But when we're having conversations about San Diego State, when you're having conversations about Pac-12 expansion, is it really a good look when you when you're essentially you know uh, under under the table taking money? Like that's a bad look, bro. Well, and I, I think what this also says is that the Pac-12 remains to this day what people have always accused them of being, and that's arrogant. 
When you think that you're being underpaid, you do an audit and you're actually being overpaid, you have no idea what that business structure is. That's terrifying if you're a Pac-12 member. Your conference that you have a grant of rights with has no idea, no idea what one of their TV providers, distributors, partners is doing. Um, no idea. That should be terrifying to you. But the arrogance that, you know, has gone along with this conference, well, we don't need TDS. We don't need San Diego State. Let me ask you this. You're losing USC and UCLA. You have no representation below Berkeley. <coughs> you have no representation below Palo Alto. That's incredible. From the Bay Area South, you have nothing in California. And yet you want to flick your nose repeatedly, repeatedly at San Diego State. Um, you think that's... And and then when, when I, you know, like I've had this conversation with a thousand Ute fans. And you say, hey, San Diego State, it's not about the size of their stadium. It's not about the number of their viewers. It's 100% about the fact they give you Southern California. <laughs> and advertisers want the Southern California market. Well, that doesn't matter, Sandy. It, yeah, it does. You don't have to like it, but yeah, it does. And again, we've been reporting for months that Fox Sports has said, we're not interested in being tier one partners with, with the Pac-12. That ESPN has told the Pac-12, we're not going to compete with Amazon because we, but all due respect. we don't view them as competitors. Go ahead and ESPN, according to TV industry sources, told us, hey, we, we're not going to compete with Amazon. Go ahead and make a tier one deal with Amazon. Don't play intramurals, brother. Go for it, dude. Think about that. Think about what that means. Yeah. And think about the damage that that does to the Pac-12. When you have Fox and ESPN who you assumed were going to pay you $40, $50 million. Bill Riley on ESPN 700, oh, $50 million is happening. It's not happening. No, it's not happening. And you look at that level of arrogance that exists in the Pac-12, in their offices. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Because the Pac-12 is not worth $30 million, let alone $50 million. And if you're a Pac-12 fan who doesn't believe that your conference needs representation in Southern California, I, I, I just don't know where to go with that conversation. Fucking A. Because if you're supposedly a Power 5 football conference, coming off of what was a pretty good year, yeah, and you don't think you need to be represented in Los Angeles, Orange County, San Diego? Donnie, you're out of your element. How, what, how are you going to draw Coca-Cola? McDonald's. How are you how are you going to do that when San Diego State ends up in the Big 12? Same thing. I had a Utah fan tell me last weekend. Oh, SMU's a joke. Nobody wants SMU. Okay. <laughs> cool, dude. That's cool. But that's the Dallas metro area. And that's a fan base and that's a well-respected football program. So again, you don't want the Dallas Metroplex. You don't want Southern California. What exactly are you looking for? And if another Utah fan tells me, well, Fresno State, are you kidding me? You think that the Fresno market and their fans combined are a better fit than San Diego State or SMU? You'd rather have Fresno State than SMU. Yeah, that's stupid. What are you talking about, man? And this is the greater issue with the, the Pac-12. 
You have this myopic fan base. And frankly, it's what's so hard about being a passionate Pac-12 supporter, which I am. Yeah, that's the funny thing. I am a passionate supporter of Pac-12 football and basketball. But it's incredibly difficult when 9 out of 10 Pac-12 fans are like, we don't need San Diego State. Screw them. Okay, well, who do you need then? Yeah. Who do you need? Well, and that's the thing, right? That's the sentiment, right? With the fan base and, and you know, like, 80, like Mark Harlan saying we're never going to leave, right? Saying that Utah is never going to leave the Pac-12. It's like, okay, like why is the mindset? I, the most proper question to me has always been, whether it's the TV, Amazon distribution stuff, or or adding SMU and San Diego State or whatever, like the question for me has always been, why is it that when you talk about those things for the Pac-12, the standard go-to attitude is, is holier than thou, is, hey, we don't need you. We're better than you. We don't, we, we, we should command 50 million a year because we're, we're the Pac-12. But you have nothing behind that. There's no, like, you don't have TV numbers. You don't have, you know, certainly you don't have attendance numbers on par with the other conferences. You don't, like, you don't have relevancy in terms of the national championship or really even the college football playoff, if I'm being honest. Like, you don't have any of this stuff that justifies the holier-than-thou attitude. If there was ever a program Man. that was going to be holier-than-thou it would be Georgia. It would be Bama. Hell, it would even be Dabo in Clemson, even though they haven't won in a minute. You know what I mean? Like, so that's why I say, like, I just look at this situation and I'm like, dude, hold on. I'm reading an article that says you you did an audit and discovered you were actually being overpaid and you decided not to say anything about it and it cost two executives their job. And this is, by the way, with Comcast. Yeah. Not a small regional. Yeah. Dude, it's Comcast. This isn't Bally Sports, bro. <laughs> and it, 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 yeah, it's crazy to me. What are your thoughts on this? Would love to uh, hear from you guys on it. Jeremy Severe, integrity is a lost moral. What is your, wor your word worth? Sad to see a high-profile conference continuing to fall from grace. Are they, though? A high-profile conference, and and I well, don't want this conversation to turn on, well, you guys just hate the Pac-12. No, I love the Pac-12 as well. I would love, like, USC, as much as I'm not a USC fan, it's, it is it is encouraging that finally there is a program in the Pac-12 or what is the Pac-10 that could have been. But now we don't even get that, right, because they're gone. No, it's incredible. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what are, like... What do you mean you're holier and, and, and than that? And by the way, in any other universe, this would be grand theft. I mean, it's $50 million. Yeah. You were you knew you were being overpaid by reports. John Wilner, Bay Area News Group reporting. They knew they were being overpaid by $5 million a year for 10 years. <laughs> and you didn't want to go and tell them that they... I, Better send those refunds. So if, if you knew, why did you fire the executives? Like, I, you can't tell me. <laughs> Another great point. And they, they, <laughs> like, they, this was not a well-kept secret. This was in the executive suite. They knew what was happening and did nothing about it. So why would you want to get out, in business with these guys? So then when it came out, what did we do? Oh, all right. We're going to fire two people. And well, we got to make it, we got to make it look good. Um, like that's like, what you did. Come on, dude. 
But this yeah. isn't rocket science. Lewis says that's theft. Once once the pack knew they were overpaid and did nothing, it became theft by deception. Well, not by the letter of their contract. I mean, it, it Which is... Which is all that matters. The issue is, is that Comcast will not share their subscriber count. They won't do it. And they will. They they refuse to tell the Pac-12 how many people actually subscribe to the Pac-12 networks. And the issue becomes, well, okay, then we're guesstimating. Like, and, and this is the other thing that drives me crazy about the Pac-12. What do you mean it's acceptable not to know how many people are subscribing to your product? Yeah, you don't know the answer. How are you supposed to? So, the Pac-12. What's the Pac-12 become then? A shell game. You're hoping. Hey, uh, Coca-Cola, hey, Toyota, hey, big advertiser. We don't actually know if anybody's watching, but why don't you pay us this amount of money? <coughs> That's craziness. That's craziness, man. I, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do that. You know, like it, it is just, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Tanner Plummer apparently is on a broken down train and is waiting for a bus. That sucks. Sorry to hear that, Tanner. Uh, Jer uh, Jeremy Bolton, the mayor of Montytown, says, wait, Bill Riley is still on the radio? Yeah, he is. Yeah, dude, what do you mean? He does middays on ESPN 700. Yeah. I don't mind Bill Riley. It's, I, I think I he, respect, dude. He is, I mean, you know. He's probably the best play-by-play -play guy in the market, I would think. Yeah, what's the issue with that, though? Him and Greg Rebell, but nobody hears him. Yeah. Nobody hears him. That's that's the issue. So, uh, let's see. San Diego State, Pac-10. How are you going to draw SoCal ad money from Taco Bell? Right. Well, but again, quite literally, if you look at a map, they do not have anything south of Palo Alto, California. Nothing. Like that is the furthest point south on the map. Most of their represent, representation now is in the Pacific Northwest. Because you've got Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State, Stanford, and Cal. And then you got to go all the way down. If you want south, you got to go all the way down to Arizona. But you and, don't need San Diego State. I mean, they're 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 a quote poverty program. And you get Utah. Utah is nowhere near Southern California. Obviously, I think we all are aware of that, right? Like you just, I don't. This way of thinking is crazy to me that you don't need that you don't need Southern California. Yeah. And then five years from now, we're going to be real surprised when the Big Twelve swallows up the pack to become a third you know, power conference. Cause I don't buy, I'm not, I'm not here for the pack as a power conference anymore. I'm not, you, you haven't, you haven't been relevant in a minute. Like, like with all due respect to Oregon, Oregon hasn't been a threat to really make noise at the end of the year for a minute. You know what I mean? Like, and, and to me, it's always been Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio state. Those are the three programs that Programs. are there every single year. They're there every year. And now we get, what What do we get, a 12-team playoff now or whatever it is? So now teams like Utah are finally going to get a sniff, and Kyle Whittingham is finally going to get a chance to play for a national championship. You know, and Oregon's going to get in, and like these fringe programs. And to me, I, that doesn't fix it. But what's going to happen? Oh, well, we got into the college football playoff. You know, put us on your network. Put us here. Put us there. But that doesn't change the fact that you don't know how many subscribers you have to your stuff. You don't know. Dude, listen to what you're saying. Like, you don't know how many people watch your product. What if we, let me put it this way. So we just crossed 10,000 subs yesterday on this program. 
right? What if, what if we just told you that we crossed 10,000 subs and you couldn't actually see it? Would you even listen to the show? Would you even, like, would you even, like, it's, you have to know. Like, We're talking about $50 million. I'm not taking your word for anything. Yeah. Nothing. Because if I had $50 million, I'd probably go to Barbecue Pit Stop, who provides all of our football coverage right here on the Monty Show. Duh. I'd be getting that Traeger Timberline. Mm. Some tongs. Some Masato. Some Masato. Uh, the Traeger mat that you put at the foot of your, you know, your smoker. Maybe some wing dust. Yeah. You know. Come on, uh, guy. You know when you hear the words barbecue pit stop, you're getting the best equipment. Absolutely, you're getting the best equipment. You can go to any of their stores in the great state of Jitta. You can go to <laughs> you can go to Logan, Layton, Lehigh, the GZ, St. George. Of course, our friends in Salt Lake City and Murray right there on State Street across from the mall. Like, you know that you are getting the best equipment, whether that's Traeger, Big Green Egg, Yoder, Camp Chef, you name it, they've got it. That's what you know Barbecue Pit Stop for. But do you know Barbecue Pit Stop for the expertise, for the great level of service you get when they're putting out YouTube videos talking about, hey, here's how you smoke a turkey breast. Hey, here's how you do this or that. When you go to bbqpitstop.com, there's a chat box right on their website. Hey, how much asado? Can I put asado seasoning in eggs? Hey, Monty said he puts asado seasoning in eggs. And I believe they'll reply with, Monty knows all, he's a god. I believe that's their standard reply. Right. I yeah. could be wrong. Right. But my point is, they are the experts that are going to help you make the perfect brisket for your party. Your Super Bowl party, you're making those wings. Get on their chat function. Go in, in their store and say, hey, man, I'm having a big Super Bowl party. I'm in charge of smoking wings. Monty says asado seasoning is the best for wings. Facts. They'll agree with you because they agree with me. Because I'm the, the one who got the asado season the. from them. Barbecue Pit Stop. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Stop in any of their five Utah locations in Logan, Layton, Lehigh, St. George, and Murray. And again, shop online at barbecuepitstop.com. Uh, Tanner, whoa, comment dump. Uh, Roger Sales says, great segue. Cracked me up. You're welcome. <laughs> it's what I do. You know, Tanner says, good news. I got a new train that works. Hey, wow. Way to go. Did you write a check for that train? Uh, Roger Sales, our, one of our newest members, by the way, says San Diego State isn't far left uh, college, so they don't qualify based on Pac-12 standards. Damn. But that's, that's too real, dude. When you look at the conversation, the BYU conversation is perfect. And it's almost justice mm -hmm. that for the arrogant people at the Pac-12, we're like, wow, we can't have the salamander in that secret underwear. <laughs> we like caffeine in this conference, right? That's like right, when dude. you get that level of arrogance, yes, it always comes back around. Yes, it does. Be humble, be humble, be proud, but be humble. Mm -hmm. Because now, what's going to happen? Oh, by the way, did anybody notice that um, all the schools in the Mountain West signed their grant of rights? And they all got four times the money that they were getting previously no. on their new TV deal, $270 well, million. Well, well. Now, we all understand that that's only $4 million plus dollars a year per school, but it's the Mountain West. Scale. So let's see. The Big 12 has their TV deal. The Big 10 has their TV deal. The SEC just got a new TV deal. The Mountain West just got a new TV deal. Huh. Huh. Anybody at the Pac-12? Because what, from what we're told, there's a standing offer to the Pac-12 and they haven't taken it. And if that is indeed the case, 
that the negotiations are over and mm. there is a standing deal that the Pac-12 has not taken. And if it is true what we reported two weeks ago, I think it was, that Oregon and Washington, amongst others, are unwilling to sign a grant of rights at this time mm. because they don't like that standing offer, that's a real problem. Yes. Because that tells you that that's a vote of no confidence for George Klyovkov. Mm -hmm. That's what that tells you. And listen, I understand that George Klyovkov, cough. It almost sounds odd to say his name the right way now. I can't <laughs> I can't call him George Klyovkov. He, he will forever be George Klyovkov. Yeah. Because again, I just go back. As, yeah. as we talk Pac-12 football here on the Monty Show and really Pac-12 business, business here on the Monty Show, I just go back to George Klyovkov's comments that turned him forever into Klyovkov. Right. Yeah. You know, like I, I go back to that when he says that, you know, nobody wants to, to see UCLA. Nobody wants to. What? How many UCLA coaches and athletes have you spoken with to assess their thoughts on the move to the Big Ten? Uh, I think saying hundreds would be an exaggeration. Dozens, more than 100. Um, and I have yet to talk to anyone at, in the UCLA and USC community who's in favor of the move. I will say that I probably hear from folks who are not in favor. Right, not surprisingly. So nobody's in favor of the move, but then when, uh, you know, the actual media, the news people whose job is to act with integrity and, I don't know, tell the truth, Klyovkov, <laughs> got in and actually talked to UCLA student athletes and students, and overwhelmingly they wanted to be in the same conference with USC, and overwhelmingly they wanted to go to the Big Ten. And then you understand that Klyovkov made calculations calculations on the back of an envelope quote calculations those are his words yes. george kleofcock told um <laughs> the shine boys of the pac-12 wilner and Kinzato. who i get it you're making your living on the on the pac-12 we right, get that right. we understand it they have a vested interest in seeing the pac-12 do well Kinzano and wilner he went on their podcast and told them well, I did calculations on the back of the envelope, and they're going to lose a ton of money. You fucking donkey. Let me get this right. But then those calculations were vetted by the UC Board of Regents who controls schools like Cal and UCLA, and they determined that you are not the father because... Um, um. Well, actually, they determined you are the father. You are the father, sir. <laughs> because UCLA is going to make enough money to stipend Cal and still make a profit on athletics. <laughs> Hope that pencil on the back of the envelope had an eraser, so, George. So wait, you went through all of this, right? You, you So wait, let me get this right. Let me get this right. So you, you want to roll out with something like back of the envelope con uh, calculations, back of the envelope calculations, and then what? I don't know. What's it been? Four months? Five months? Maybe something like that, right? We get. Oh, yeah. The pack was getting overpaid actually by five million, and they knew about it and didn't say anything. So, so it turns out, turns out that guesstimating and doing back of the envelope calculations. But how apropos is that? It's incredible, bro. You got overpaid by fifty million dollars, and that came out. After Klyovkov was like, oh, well, you know, I pulled out an envelope here. Let me get a pencil out here. You guys, if you want, kick it, we'll flow. Oh, carry the six. 
minus the four. Yeah, we're the Pac-12. We don't need calculators. Yeah, let's not do decimals. Just throw the decimals out. Come on. Six plus seven equals 24. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. dilly. The ninth power, and I'm an idiot. Like, that's what that's what this makes Klyovkov look like. Yeah. You know what it makes him look like? And, and this is how I'll end this conversation. You know what this makes him look like? Larry Scott. That's what it makes George Klyovkov look like. Yes. And it's incredibly sad because this is a conference that is built on a bunch of power universities. Mm-hmm. Or was built on we a bunch built of this program on NIL. power universities who can't get together and who will not sign his, his grant of rights. And it's really sad because it doesn't have to be this way. If I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. But you don't, so you didn't. That's what I'm and saying, George. Here. That's what I'm saying. 7.30 on the Monty Show. Douche. I, seriously. Seriously. I, I'm, I, I, and all, I, like, it's amazing. It is amazing to me. It's amazing that if you're in an accident, you're going to call anybody but the advocates. No, no, my friends. For the best injury attorneys in the business, it's the advocates. We got stuck in traffic at a construction zone, and I got rear-ended at 80 miles an hour. So I needed help. They just stepped in and pretty much took care of everything. If you're in a motor vehicle accident or situation, call the advocates. And make sure you get to theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. They don't ask you to pay them up front. In fact, you do not pay the advocates a penny, so no consultation fees. They don't do retainers. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case. Chat with an attorney live online 24-7 at theadvocates.com. Let's talk Utah Jazz basketball on the Monty Show. Hey, Monty. Uh, Dame went berserk at the Moda Center last night in Portland. Dropped 60 on 29 shots. The Jazz lose by 10, 134-124. And it's time that this team makes changes. I think that much is very clear. And if you're just tuning into the show this morning, new reporting tells you from sources in the NBA that Danny Ainge is asking for an exorbitant price for Malik Beasley. He wants nothing short of a first-round pick. And he's got an even higher price than that on Jordan Clarkson, a first round and a second round pick, and it will likely take a player. Now, NBA sources tell me and the Jazz sources tell me that they expect those prices to come down as we approach one week left in the, the you know, before the trade deadline in the NBA, which is a week from today. We will have one week Insane. left because the NBA trade deadline is two weeks from today. So those prices will come down. But NBA sources also tell me that there is not a whole lot of sellers in this league right now, which is pretty remarkable when you have a lot of teams that are competing at the bottom of this this league. You look at teams like, I don't know, the Detroit Pistons fighting not to trade Boyan Bogdanovich. You look at teams like Houston not trading Eric Gordon yet, not trading any of their young guys. There's not a whole lot of teams in this league selling according to sources now, which gives Danny Ainge leverage, which goes back to what was reported on this show at least a week ago Program. when we told you that Danny Ainge is having issues because a lot of teams are hesitant to negotiate with Danny yeah. because of the deals that he did over the summer with Minnesota and Cleveland where he absolutely won those deals. And that story was confirmed yesterday by Mark Stein, uh, NBA insider Mark Stein at Substack said, quote, 
in their respective organizations, there are half-joking but also half-serious policies when it comes to Jazz CEO Danny Ainge that goes something like this. If Ainge is calling about a trade, let it go to voicemail. Mm-hmm. Hello, we are not available now. Please the, leave your name and phone number. Exactly. The, the first two league executives I spoke to last week after Kessler's display, one from the East and the other from the West, basically said... They don't want to deal with Danny Ainge and trades. Mm -hmm. And you start putting this puzzle together. The Jazz, as we reported, according to NBA sources, have the hottest name in NBA trades right now. And that is Malik Beasley, who is the hottest name on the NBA trade market. But Danny Ainge hasn't made that deal yet. So you have what NBA insiders say is the hottest commodity in Malik Beasley. And you haven't made a trade yet. That tells you a couple of things. The asking price from Danny Ainge on Malik Beasley is significantly higher than people want to pay at this point. And it also tells you that there aren't a whole lot of teams out there that want to overpay Danny Ainge to make a trade. And I think that's why you see the Jazz haven't made a deal yet. I also think this tells you, especially with Beasley, Clarkson, Conley. I also think, by the way, I think Colin Sexton can be had in trade. I think there is, I was told yesterday by a pretty pretty good source close to the Jazz, that there's some frustration from Will Hardy to Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. That Will Hardy is not sold on Colin Sexton. He, who, by the way, signed a very club-friendly extension with the Jazz for the Donovan Mitchell trade. I don't think there's any doubt that if Colin Sexton gets traded, Will Hardy's not going to lose a minute of sleep over it. Yeah, well, those two have had their moments. You know, I'm not going to say that Will Hardy dislikes Colin Sexton or anything. It's not like that. I just think... Those two have had their moments, and I, and I think that Colin Sexton is still a young guy trying to find his way in this league, and, and he presents awesome effort on defense. He does a lot of great things, but to me, at the same time, offensively, you're you're, you're lacking a bit. You know, you, you've got development that needs to happen for Colin, so, you know, yeah, I would agree. If if they were to trade Colin Sexton, I don't think that Will Hardy would be heartbroken, but I, but I don't think that we should also sit here and say that Colin Sexton somehow is not uh, a key contributor for this team because when he plays well and he does his thing and he's locked in, they're definitely a better team. They're a more difficult team to handle. So I I look at this whole conversation and narrative around Danny Ainge, you know, and I'm not going to say intimidating people at the deadline, but I think people being wary or cautious of doing business with Danny, that's why I think you need a three-teamer. Right, Because I don't think people want to deal with Danny straight up. I don't think that people want to just get on the phone and hammer out a deal 1v1 with Danny. No, what I think they want, not. I think they want to do, I, I, I think they're willing, maybe want's the wrong word, but I think they're willing to do three teamers and allow Danny to be the filler guy. They don't want it to be Danny's principal one, I'm principal two, and let's go find someone. They want it to be, okay, we're the Hawks, the Suns are principal number two, we're principal number one, and Danny's going to fill in to make this deal work. That's what I think people want. Well, and I think Jeremy Bolton makes a really good point when he says teams can call his bluff, but if they make the trades and then the deals and then turn around and say they don't answer his calls, they answered the phones. They said yes to his deals, and I think that's exactly right. It's a fair point. I think that's exactly right. BTS Dance Studio says Danny is overrated. They all hate him. I don't know about well, that. I don't like, know how you can look at what he did with the Rudy deal and the Don deal, the Royce deal, and call him overrated. The Boyan deal, 
I think that's an no, outlier Jim. because they wanted to screw the Lakers. I have heard that repeatedly from NBA guys I've talked to that they the the Utah Jazz had a first round pick from the Lakers and turned it down. And they turned it down because they didn't want to help the Lakers. And now that first round pick is probably going to wind up in Detroit for Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah. And if that happens, I'm telling you, that is a bad, bad look for the Utah Jazz. A bad look. Yeah. Because Boyan was is not done. And he is a guy. If you can you imagine if you had Boyan and Malik Beasley on this club? A, you'd probably be five games into a playoff spot. But B, the leverage you would have at the trade deadline on first round picks. My God. Yes. But yet you you allegedly wanted to screw the Lakers, so you sent Boyan to Detroit for Saban Lee, who you immediately cut, and they gave you his salary. Yeah. And Kelly Olynyk, who you're probably going to trade again. And you're going to be left holding nothing for Boyan Bogdanovich. You're probably going to have a second-round pick. Yeah. And that's why I hope, I hope that they put Kelly Olynyk into a larger deal. Because that's the only way you're going to get value for Boyan Bogdanovich. And if they don't do that, remember this conversation. Yes. If they trade, if they trade Bojan mm-hmm. and Bojan. turn him into Kelly Olynyk, and then you turn Kelly Olynyk into a second round pick, you wasted Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah, and you wasted a bunch of your time. Yeah. Uh, greedy pigs get slaughtered, BTS Dance Studio says. Okay. That feels a little serious, but okay. Yusuf, good morning, says, part with JC and Conley, then worry about Sexton. Agreed. What is, here today, the guy's coming back off a knee injury. He's trying, I totally get it. Colin Sexton's highest best use is what? I think it's a six man. I think it's a scoring option off your bench. Well, mm, he's, but he's never going to be the scorer that like, Jordan is or oh I disagree or I disagree see I think Colin can absolutely be that because he can knock down the three he the problem for Colin is I don't view Colin Sexton as a team player I don't view him as a guy who is going to initiate an offense make the extra pass then run through the lane on a cut and Colin Sexton is flame on guy He's going to pull up and take terrible threes just like Jordan Clarkson does. He's going to turn the ball over just like Jordan Clarkson does. He'll occasionally make an extra pass, but that's not who the guy is on the regular. Yeah, I mean, he's shooting 41% from three for the Jazz. You know, on on his career, he's 38%. So, I mean, he can shoot the three, clearly. I mean, but I don't, I don't know. I don't look at, I don't look at Colin Sexton as this gifted score. He can shoot it. He can score, yes. But I I look at him as a defense first guy. He has always been, to me... Mm. A high energy, work hard, you know, run around kind of guy. That's that's what he's been, and he can shoot it. Yes, he can, hundred percent. And hey, maybe maybe he can develop into a uh, you know a Reggie Jackson, Jordan Clarkson type guy. But I, I I don't know. I I I guess I don't see that yet. But who's to say? I mean, you know, again, we've seen. You know, the the Giannis transformation is possible for anybody in the league. Yes, you just it have is. to want to do that. Yeah, I don't know. All of our NBA and Jazz Talk presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. I love Quick Quack. I go to the one in the district. I have a membership. I pay $21.99 a month, and I get as many car washes in that month as I want. One, ten, a hundred. I get in and out of there in five minutes. And even when they're busy, and at the district, you know that the, the line sometimes can wrap around. Uh, even when they are they're busy, it's it's five, seven minutes. 
And the thing, the things I love about Quick Quack is the people are always friendly. They always have on button up shirts and ties. They're, they smile, they welcome you. The efficiency, the quality of the car wash, it matters. And I love the free vacuums with the multiple attachments and the free towels. I love it. I think there's there's no better place to go. The only option, in my opinion, is Quick Quack Car Wash. Get a membership. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, Tyler P. says, Rui is a seven or eighth rotation piece at best. I agree. I absolutely agree with that. Uh, Jacob DeLambo. Good morning, Jacob. Uh, JDL. It's get, it gets better for Danny the closer it gets to the deadline. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, you need the desperation to grow. 100%. Jeremy Bolton says, of course, Danny wanted to screw the Lakers. Dude is a Celtic at heart. Yes, he is. And I still think it's amazing that with all the hate that Gordon got, got the other night when he was here, mm-hmm. nobody's upset yeah. with Danny Ainge for being the guy that signed him away. Oh, Gordon Hayward left us. He left us he high and He screwed dry. us for 72 hours. When Here's the best part about Jazz fans. Well, well the reason I hate Gordon is because Gordon held out for th- 72 hours when we could have been signing other free agents. Free agents never sign here. They hate it here. <laughs> can't have it both ways, bro. You can't. So have wait, it let both me get ways. this right. You're mad at. You were mad at Gordon. Why are you not mad at Danny? I don't know. Danny's the one who signed him. I don't know. I don't know. Red Heart Norvis says, "Could we say that Ainge is now looking at Markinen, Merkinen, the Merkin, the Merkinator, uh, Markinen, and Kessler as a core of the Jazz team?" I think he absolutely can say that. Yeah. I think. I, you know, I I had a really good debate on text last night with an NBA guy arguing over Ochai Agbaji's value. Mm -hmm. And this particular guy agrees with you. They should not under any circumstance trade Ochai Agbaji because he's a cultural fit with the Jazz. Yeah. Because he works hard, he tries hard, whether he scores 20 or nothing, he is probably going to be your hardest working defender. Yeah. That's That's a valid point. I'm trading him. <laughs> if somebody wants him. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, Ochai, Ochai, dude, love everything about you. You're the best thing since sliced bread. Get your best, ass out of here. Hey, best drip on the team, Ochai Agbaji. 100%. 100%. Was, because we traded him for, you know. Don't play intramurals, brother. That's what I'm saying. Uh, BTS Dan Studio says Sexton is a role player. Could be. Is, is Colin any... Different than JC, though. I don't think so. Eric and Raleigh says Sexton could be a dominant two guard for the second unit as the seventh or eighth guy off your bench. I don't disagree with that at all. See, like, I think that's what it is. Funny, funny, um, all the Warrior fans last night, all of them, three, four of them were like, we'd take Jordan Clarkson. Okay, give me James Wiseman and a couple of picks, and let's figure out how we're going to make the salaries work. I would absolutely change. If, if you gave me, if I got a first round pick, James Wiseman, I'd give you Jordan Clarkson. The money doesn't work at all. But if we can find a three-team deal where I end up with Wiseman, a first and a second, done. 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 And if I got to send out THT or if that's Mike but Conley what are you doing to... what Walker Kessler then? Like, I, are, are, so you're, Wiseman are, is strictly a role player. He's a bench player. Pro- Go beat out Walker Kessler. Yeah. Because you don't have a backup big on this on this roster. Yeah, yeah. Wiseman's no Kelly Olynyk, but, but he'll, he'll do. do. Uh, you don't have a backup big on this roster. Yeah. You don't. Walker Kessler's your number one. Man, if James Wiseman was your backup center playing 20 minutes a night, yeah. how much development would that get him? Yeah. Come on now. 
I'd do that deal in a second, bro. You're never going to make the money work. But uh, Pollyanna, what's up? Good morning. Philadelphia favored by two and a half points. Go 49ers. That's a tough uh, dude. Link. Tomorrow. Lincoln Financial Field, dude. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Ooh, it's going to be tough. Uh, Brandon Butler says, I think Danny is setting up uh, to take a swing at uh, Jay Brown in two years. Could be. They have a great relationship. A great, a great relationship. Anthony Kobe says, was it an unprotected first or heavily protected first? Didn't the Jazz also save a fair amount of money in the bogey trade and also receive $1.75 million in cash? The cash they received was the exact amount of money that Saban Lee was making. That was a that was a a money dump. Yeah, that to make that trade work. Um, but make no mistake about it, they only did the deal to spite the Lakers. It wasn't it wasn't like it was some great deal. I mean, you you like Boyan Bogdanovich had and has I would argue more value now than he did then. Like, and and that's the insane part. That's the insane part. And you did that right on the eve of training camp. Like it just it that trade pisses me off, dude. To no end. And then, you know, um, the other thing, too, they did that under the guise of, we don't want him in camp. We don't want Bogdanovich in camp. What do you mean you yeah. don't want Bogdanovich in camp? Dude, his numbers this year are... Yeah. I don't... I can't... It's I, fine. I, 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 no, I can't do it. I won't, no, I won't do it. You... Please! Why did you do that deal? Anyway, did the Jazz also save money? They did not. Uh, I, I just don't think it matters. You know, like, they didn't get picks. That, what, what do you mean? Was it an unprotected first or heavily protected first? They didn't get a draft pick. Did they get a draft pick in that deal? No. Olenek, Saban Lee won, and Saban Lee's salary for Boyan Bogdanovich. I mean, they didn't They didn't save money in the, I mean, they may have saved a couple of million. I mean, I, I, I don't, but that was not a cat, dude. That was a deal to screw the Lakers. That's like, am I, yeah, the, am like I, that's, uh, you know, like that's pretty widely held around the league. Do you guys disagree with that? Like I, I would be surprised if jazz fans disagreed with that. No, they did not get a pick in that deal. Olenek, no. Saban, Lee and cash considerations. Yeah. That, that's it. I mean, it, yeah, hey, whatever. Anyway, Kelly Olenek yeah, how is, did we get in the Kelly Olenek on is on a non-guaranteed deal next year. You got to trade him, man. You got to trade him. You got to put him in a deal. I'm telling you now, that's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do as we talk Utah Jazz basketball on the Monty Show. Uh, BTS says Gordon's a nice guy. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, I told the 16-year-old at the Quick Quack the other day that I heard about them on the Monty Show, and he had no idea what I was talking about. I educated him. Well, I appreciate that, bro. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. By the way, who's stepping up? Who's joining the membership today? Yeah, it? we haven't talked much about our... We're at 65 members now, 66 members now. Um, I think that is... Do you guys... I, and, and members, feel free to, to pipe in about this. Pipe in. Pipe in, pipe up. Yeah. I think the Instagram chat is the best part of the membership. Yeah. I mean, I, I could be a little biased on that, but I think the, the Instagram chat is the best part because it's a community. We've really grown a community that I take really seriously, man. Like I, it is, I don't say this selfishly. If you have not joined the membership, I, I really think you're missing out on really good daily conversations Yes. about cold baths, about relationships, about Jake being 
prepubescent and a virgin. <laughs> like, you know, I'm just saying you're, yeah. you're missing a community. Now you also get an exclusive video every day. Uh, you also get discounts on our merch drops. We never do. You also get, <laughs> you also wow. get, you know, like access to like right now in our, in our exclusive members only group, you guys already know how we're giving you free rounds of golf. Mm -hmm. You already know that. Like, but you only know that because you're a member. You know, you're getting free rounds. You know where that's going to yes, be to one of the nicest courses in the state. Uh, you also know that as a member, you're getting auto invited to the birthday bash. Right. So, you yeah, know. it's, it's worth it. It's 10 bucks a month. And I think it's worth every penny of it. Um, you know, like I, I would just tell you it's absolutely worth it. I put the membership link in the uh, comments. Go ahead and click on that. And without further ado, 10 to the hour, every hour on the Monty show, it's football at 50 presented by Papa Murphy's pizza. Save 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. When you use the promo code MONTY25, <laughs> let's talk about the best quarterback in the NFL. Let's debate this right now. Jake, uh -huh. who is the best quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, the best quarterback in the NFL, I think, is is really tough. I mean, you have the, the, the MVP you know candidates that have come out uh the other day and you know eagle fan tanner is going to tell you it's jalen hurts you know viking fan skull is going to tell you that it's kirk cousins but i'm here to tell you it's joe burrow and, and and to me this is this has been coming for you know two seasons now uh i think it's the second coming of tom brady and i know i heard that over last weekend but I think it's spot on. Look at this guy's past, right? This guy transfers to LSU because he couldn't get a sniff, right? This guy had to go to a new program to get an opportunity, right? And now he gets to the league, gets his opportunity, and is absolutely taken over. Now, again, big matchup this weekend, right? KC, Cincinnati, it's Burrow, it's one-legged Patrick Mahomes. Like, this is a big opportunity to prove your worth as one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the National Football League. But I'm telling you guys that this game, this game means more than just, you know, who moves on. This game is... There is a lot of bragging rights happening in this game. And I think for Joe Burrow's legacy, it starts here because I look at Tom Brady and you look at how early on he won and how early how early on in his, his career he was prolific. Like to me, you have to win early. So to me, the best quarterback in the league is Joe Burrow. But I think the Patrick Mahomes supporters have every right to be pissed about it because Patrick Mahomes is somebody who has been to the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has earned the right to say he's the best guy in the league. But guys that I'm not here for in this discussion, guys who have no business being in the conversation of best quarterback in the league would be guys like Lamar Jackson. I look at Lamar Jackson and I say, hey, dude, you have to figure out how to throw from the pocket at a high enough level where you don't have to constantly run. You wouldn't have been hurt at the end of the year this year or maybe last year or maybe the year before. You wouldn't be, be sitting here feeling like an idiot for asking for a fully guaranteed contract that's never going to happen if you could pass from the pocket. So to me... That's why I say this conversation on best quarterback in the league is reserved for like three guys. 
And I'm telling you, Joe Burrow is that guy. I can kind of accept wait, Patrick Joe Mahomes. Burrow and Justin Fields then, or? No, just Joe Burrow. Okay, so you said three guys, Justin Fields and? No, not Justin Fields. He's trash. It's Joe Burrow. They I don't think there's Bryce any Young. doubt. I don't think there's any doubt that it is. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you bring up Bryce Young. Mel Kuyper is floating the idea that Bryce Young's not big enough and not durable enough to play in the NFL. He didn't miss a game his Heisman year. He missed one game out of precaution this year with a sore non-throwing shoulder. Mm -hmm. He plays in the SEC. He takes big hits. How is he not big enough? And all of that to say Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL. Does that mean he goes to Kansas City and wins? I think it does. I think it does. I am all in. I am all in on Joe Burrow. If he wins this game Sunday, yeah. there's nothing to talk about. He's the best quarterback I, in the NFL. I don't think it's ridiculous to say he's he could be on Tom Brady's trajectory, but he yeah. has to win. You have to win now. Yep, Jaron Eccles says it's definitely Kurt Warner for sure. Right, right, right. You know. Purdy poo. Eric and Raleigh says uh, Brock Purdy. No. Boyd Lake carrying the mail, man. Mike White, because his QB rate is three points higher than Zachy. Hey. Man, BYU fans are so bitter over Zach Wilson. I'm telling you. Uh, Tyler P says, shake my head. It's Patrick, you knuckleheads. Nah. <laughs> you knuckleheads. Nah. Uh, Giggity says, Mel Kuyper is a has-been. Agreed. Agreed. I don't think Mel Kuyper's a has-been. I think Mel Kuyper's an expert whose opinions are rarely correct. But when he breaks down a quarterback, there's no better than Mel Kuyper. And usually his draft big boards are not that far off, which is good news for me because he says the Bears are trading out. But I'm telling you, Bryce Young's going to be a stud in this league. Yeah. A stud in this league. All right, real quick, because we have not talked about the game yet. Sandfrog's Disco at Philadelphia. The arguable MVP of the National Football League. Right. In Justin uh, or Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I love the Niners in this spot, dude. Yeah. If you're if you're Hurts, you cannot get hit. And he's going to get hit. That team, I'm telling you. And I love Brock Purdy, and I think he has to play well for them to win. They're going to go as their defense goes. And if you're relying on the San Francisco 49ers defense, I think you're in a pretty good spot because that's a damn good defense. Mm -hmm. I'm taking the Niners all day in that game. I think you have to, and I think it lines up perfectly. Like I, I think Philly has this huge dominant season, and everyone they're 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 America's team again, and you know they're finally able to move on from Nick Foles being a gimmick. Like you know they're able to do all that, and now they're getting to the playoffs, and they're finally getting to a team that's level with them. And I. I don't know, man. I just, I need to see Jalen Hurts do it in the biggest moment, bro. I need it. And if he wins this weekend, I will be a believer. You better be a believer because that's my guy. I'm, I might be the only one in this country who's believed in Jalen Hurts since the day he got there. Yeah. And the first snap he took, you could see he was their best option. And nobody there wants to play him. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, I think you're all sleeping on the Eagles. Could be. I could be totally wrong. That would not Teddy, be. Teddy, what's your position, bro? That's what I'm saying. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, uh, Doug Flutie. Because he makes Flutie plays. Steve Young. Who's the best quarterback in the NFL? Uh, Jaron Hall. Jimmy Mack. Jimmy Mack. <laughs> Seriously. 
Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, let's go Eagles, Brady Cook says. Boyd Lake says ours is going to get to know ours is going to get to know Fred Warner, the CD catcher. See, and again, I don't expect anything different from BYU fans. He did not outrun CD Lamb. Nah. Stop with this nonsense that Fred Warner, oh, look at that. He's his fastest seat. No, he's not. The ball was underthrown. How fast do wide receivers run? As fast as they got to to get to the football. That ball was underthrown woefully. And I'm not saying Fred's not a stud, but come on. Dude, now. Fred's not running up the seam with CD Lamb on a 40 yard go route. That's not happening. Could be. Could be. Absolutely could be. Uh, Jacob DeLambo says uh, 49ers, baby. Mike Maple says, I'm not sleeping on the Eagles, but I think their schedule is, isn't questioned like it should be. Not wrong. Not wrong. Jeremy Bolton says, Austin Collie is faster than Tyreek Hill. That's what I'm talking about. Well, you know. Uh, Warner came from the opposite hash. No, he did not. No, he did not. He dropped into coverage and sprinted backwards. I mean, the play, I mean, it's widely available, dude. Like, it's not. He didn't run across the field in that. And if he came from the opposite, if C.D. Lamb's running up the hash and Fred Warner's coming from the opposite hash, why is Fred Warner able to? It's called angles, man. Geometry. He's a great linebacker. He is a fast linebacker. He did not outrun C.D. Lamb. Yeah. It's a great play. The quarterback uh, it, it is a great play. To make the play, dude. Like the quarterback put him in position to Dak put him in a position to make a play on the ball. That's it. There you go. Uh, PHX Tom says, when does the PS5 giveaway end? We're out to the winner. We did draw a winner yesterday, but we're out to the winner to see if this person is going to reply willing able that's half the problem if i'm being honest it is, is. getting people I, I was messaging with a guy yesterday a new member of the program he was like i'm joining this to get the ps5 partially i want to be a member of the program i want the videos but like the ps5 thing is part of why i was joining and i was like well if you win it right are you actually gonna come through and like accept it and play it and use it well yeah of course you'd be surprised how many people say no no, you know. Come on. It's when you half the battle here on the program is when we give stuff away, getting people to like, hey, what's your address? I need to send you this T-shirt. And the funny thing is we all mock Rocock on the show for being yeah. the Xbox stealing legend. That dude texted right away, gave us, gave us his address, sent us a picture and a video when he got it. Like, you know, I'm just saying. Come through. You know, Teddy Wayman says, just give me, give it to me, man. I'll come through. I know you will. I know you will. Yeah. I know you will. Uh, PHX Tom says, so who won? When they come through, we'll tell you. Because if they don't answer today, we're going to give it to somebody else. We're going to give it to somebody else. Uh, BTS Dance Studio says, Monty, watch American Underdog. I don't know what American Under Underdog is. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, I believe in Teddy Wayman. I believe in Teddy Wayman, too. I also believe in Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, who brings you football at 50, 10 to the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. Make sure you download the Papa Murphy's app. Make sure when you download the app, you order that tr traditional crust, barbecue sauce, pile on your toppings. Use the herb mix. It's so good. And then use the promo code Monty25 at checkout to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Right now with Papa Murphy's, we've got a great deal. Which means I make more great pizza. A lot more.
That's our extra-large New York-style take-and-bake pizza. And it's everything you'd expect from a classic New York-style pizza, hot and fresh out of your oven, and only $9.99. Do I have to share it? It's recommended, but not required. Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza, so you can make the pizza great. Such a great deal. Order now at papamurphys.com. And again, cut your pizza in squares and get the take-and-bake chocolate chip cookies because they're amazing. Use the promo code MATI25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more doll hairs. Uh, This show is always presented by The Advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business, The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. Hey, by the way, by the way, did anybody see Anthony Davis back last night? Uh, I thought Anthony Davis looked really good. Um, Let's see. Uh, Phoenix Tom says, I will join. Phoenix Tom is on this thing hard. Um, at Fat Jesus, you won. No, no. Fat Jesus didn't win. Um, <laughs> I didn't receive your message about winning. Yes. Oh, I want it. Yeah, you do. Fat Jesus is rehabbing a torn rotator cuff, friends. Yeah. Go easy. San Diego State says, Monty, can you please point me to the link uh, for the new Mountain West media deal? I cannot find anything. Um, I think if you just search Mountain West TV contracts... Let me go back and see if I can find it. Come on. I think if you just search Mountain West, Mountain West TV deal, I think is what I searched. And Jane, hold on. Where is that link? I don't know where that link is. Anyway, it's fine. I'll try to find it for you and post it. Can't promise you. Um, Let's see. There's a Q&A. Anyway, point is, Point is, point is, let's talk NBA hoop because I want to talk about the Lakers and Anthony Davis. Um, Did you guys see Anthony Davis last night? Did you guys see Anthony Davis last night? Ball out and then Jake freak out when he almost got hurt. Yeah. And what did you say? I'm sick and tired of it. Dude just throws his body around like he can, (laughs) like he's a guard. And then we're all surprised when he gets hurt and he's surprised that he got hurt. I like, love how pissed like, you get. Well, it, Anthony Davis is regarded as some Jesus Christ of basketball for centers. And it's like, dude, like, you're not that guy, right? You hit one big shot in your career and won a championship in the bubble. So you've won and you did make that shot. But since then, what have you been? You've been Mr. Injury Report. You've been Mr. Go to Dunkin' Donuts and bring some donuts for the guys who actually play basketball guy. That's who you've been. Like... I like last night, your first game back, and you're running up the floor half court and jumping over a guy just to land on his legs so you can twist your ankle. Like, what? Well, how does that make sense? Yeah. How, how is that how, like as a basketball player? Like, if you've ever played pickup basketball, you know when you should jump and when you shouldn't. You know the risk. You are, I, at least I am. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm on an island. I'm not looking to go to Vaza and start trying to dunk on guys when I've never been able to dunk a basketball in my life, right? Like, I'm not trying to do things I shouldn't be doing. And I feel like Anthony Davis has a responsibility to to not put himself in bad positions on the floor. Yeah. I understand. Hey, if dude twists his ankle blocking a guy, hey, he was doing his job, What and that happened. Like, what's he going to do? Like, that's his job, to rim protect, to block guys, to operate in the paint like that's his job but this nonsense about 
And and it wasn't even for game. It was in the third quarter. It was at the end of a quarter. Like right. like you had no business doing it. So that's why it upset me because I'm like, dude, like you it's your first game back. Like quite literally your first game back. You're on a you're on a pitch count 20 to 24 minutes and you still found a way to twist your ankle. Like come on, man. But he was fine. By the way, and he got up and he hit all three threes and it was a flagrant foul and all three free throws rather. And they go on to win. And my point is, I thought they got a really good performance out of Anthony Davis. I thought they got a really good performance out of Rui Hachimura. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when you look at where the Lakers are, by the way, and I don't know how much jazz fans pay attention to the standings. You probably don't care, but you're in the 10th spot, a half game ahead of OKC Portland in a full game ahead of the Lakers. Now are the Lakers a legitimate playoff contender? Cause I, I don't, I, I, I agree with you that you don't trust Anthony Davis to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. They're a dominant defensive team when he stays healthy, when he's on the floor. And I think Hachimura makes them a far better team. I mean, to hold any NBA team to 104 points is pretty dang impressive. Yeah. I think the, the Lakers are a much better team with Anthony Davis and he only played 26 minutes. He gives him 21 points and 12 rebounds. Yeah. Four blocks. He's effective. The The issue is not effectiveness, right? Like, like, it's never been a question of Anthony Davis's ability to contribute when he's on the floor. And I think him playing with Braun is a really nice, you know, balance, if you will. They really play well together, in my opinion. But, like, I, I look at a guy like Braun. Mm-hmm. You notice that LeBron James, you're not going to catch LeBron James like putting himself in compromising positions all the time, right? Like, how do you think a guy like him has stayed healthy for so long? Well, because he's smart. He kn- he knows his game. And and so to me, I look at this team and I say, yeah, they should be a title contender. You should be an NBA Finals juggernaut team. You should. Because yeah. when your guys are healthy, you're a damn good team. But they're never healthy. So I don't know, is that... Is that Rob Palenka built a team that's constantly hurt, or is that these guys just play with reckless abandon constantly? Well, I mean, the foot injury was really odd on Anthony Davis, but that's how injury-prone guys go. Like, you look at them the wrong way, and they strain their groin. Like, it's just odd. Like, Donovan Mitchell right now. Donovan Mitchell's in this conversation now. Is Donovan Mitchell injury-prone? I don't know how you say he's not. He had an ankle, ankle, then he had a knee or whatever last year, a quad, his legs... Now he's dealing with complete, he said the other day, he just locked up, that his groin got tight and his his legs locked up on him. He, but he was at the end of the game looking for explosiveness. But we're talking, he, but he had just missed, what, the previous three games or something? Yeah. Donovan Mitchell's injury prone. I, I, in my opinion, there are guys who just can't stay healthy for the duration. I, is anybody going to be surprised if Anthony Davis twists a knee or hurts an ankle or my back hurts. No. No, I don't think anybody is. I, I, I really don't. And it's it's a bummer because you look at the talent that's not on the floor this year. Look at Brandon Ingram last night looking like a shell of himself coming back for New Orleans. Look at Zion Williamson in New Orleans. Not on the floor. What, yeah. what, what does it matter how much he can dunk? Yeah. He can't stay healthy. Look at Devin Booker. Devin Booker's another guy that's had way too many injuries in his in his career. Like, I just think it's a it's a different thing. Yeah. I just think it's a different thing. You know, like it is, and I agree. Boyd Lake agrees with you. Boyd says, Jake, preaching the truth. Yeah. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, yeah, AD is, is so injury prone. He's awesome as a player, but he's never on the court. 
you know? And if fully healthy, the Lakers are for sure a playoff team. For sure. Yeah, book it. Yeah, a book playoff it. team. Yep, 100%. No doubt about it. 100%. I think they'd be I think they'd be top five in the West if he was I, healthy And I all think year. the emergence of guys like Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker and these guys who can contribute, and, and I'm not saying that these guys are all-stars or anything like that, you know? But but I, I think, like, I look at Austin Reeves and I say, hey, that's a Lou Williams-level contributor Soon. Difference maker. Soon. Difference maker. Guy who comes in, makes the right play, doesn't take dumb shots. Lonnie like, Walker. Yeah. Lonnie Walker. Difference maker. And and what what is dude's name? The uh Tony number ten for them. I can't remember his name. Troy Brown. Troy Brown. Jr., like, I think it is. Like with all due respect to Troy Brown, like like <laughs> you're you're getting minutes because these guys are hurt. So when these guys come back, I would expect those minutes to go back down a little bit, you know? Like, come on. He's not a contributor, dude. Like Troy Brown should, they, and this is where Rob Palinka is. Because I think if you look at the Lakers and you look at that roster, I actually don't believe he's done a terrible job with this current roster. Mm -hmm. I mean, Patrick Beverly, Thomas Bryant, that Thomas Bryant is playing career level basketball right now. Yeah. But you you haven't done what you needed to do to build a team around LeBron. That stands out to me, and I, I look at some of the other teams and that are surprises this year. Sacramento, Sacramento's been a dumpster fire for the better part of fifteen years. Right, right. You're just not a, a playoff team, and all of a sudden you make the Halliburton trade. You get a guy that in in Demonte Sabonis who comes in that's a legit NBA star. You add that to De'Aaron Fox. You add that to you know to to all of these guys, and then you put Keegan Murray in the middle of that, and all of a sudden you're a much better team. Like your basketball IQ went up because you got a GM that seems to have a basketball IQ, right? But you you look at teams like is Houston ever going to be good? Are they ever going to be good again? Well, it depends on the aggressiveness of the front office. I mean, they have talent, but again. I can't remember who said it, but it was like two weeks ago. Someone was speaking on them and, and said, I think it was a former NBA player, was saying that, that hey, this team needs that guy who's a vet that can teach them how to prepare right. Yes, play John right. Wall. And was that John it Wall? It was John Wall. Well? Like, you you, you got to have somebody that can teach you those things. And to me, it's like, dude, I, I, I just am, I like the Rockets, but I don't like that they don't seem to have any leadership, both in the front office and certainly in their locker room. Yeah, but you look at the like how are you? How have you not traded? When you look at the guys like that have played a lot of games for them, like Kenyon Martin Jr. Is Jabari Smith a, a mistake? I don't know, right? But he's played forty-five games. He's only averaging twelve points, but he's giving you seven rebounds a dime. Like you have a lot of talent there, but how have you not traded Kenyon Martin Jr., Eric Gordon? You know, like. I don't know what Sangoon ever turns into for Houston. Mm -hmm. I truly do not know. Yeah, but they like him. But they like him a lot. Yeah. But you need a true alpha to go in there and say, hey, this is not how we play basketball. And I don't think they have that. Yeah. I, truly, I truly don't believe they have that. I don't think that, with, again, you don't have a GM, you don't have an owner, and is the, the, the head coach of the Houston Rockets – um, who's slipping my mind? Steven Silas, thank you. Steven Silas is not is not the guy for a super young team that's got to teach players how to be professional. Yeah, you're not. That's where you need a Damian Lillard. That's where you need like one of those veterans who can be like, okay, we're not doing it this way. Mm -hmm. You need a guy like a a former player to go in there and say, hey, we're doing it this way. 
But I don't know how these teams ever get better. I really don't because it's just dumb basketball. Yeah, I mean, you, you again, winning basketball teams are not just a collection of really good players that are better than you. I agree like, with it's that. It's not how it works. Uh, Tyler P. says the Lakers need to get better so the Jazz fall further in the standings. Got, got to get that lottery pick. Could happen. I mean, the Western Conference is so tight, without a doubt. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, I'll forever give Alex Crusoe love and respect if Street Clothes stays healthy for the rest of the year. If Street Clothes. That'd be Anthony Davis. Bro. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Markinen had a couple of injuries uh, in the Bulls, but he seems to be healthy this year. Knocks on wood. And he is also the best uh, physical shape of his life. I just think Larry Markinen is not the same player he was in Chicago or even in Cleveland. He's just a different mentality player. Yeah, because I think he's getting development. Andy H. says groin tingle will stop anyone. Well, well, groin tingle. You get, that, you get that groin tingle going in the cold plunge, bro. It's real. <laughs> groin tingle will make you mingle. Yeah. Okay, I'll move on. Um, let's see. <laughs> Brent Burnett says um, Lakers will be okay off and Jazz going to help them get there. Will be playoffs and Jazz are going to help them get there. Maybe. Uh, BTS Dance Studio says, Monty is Jim Rome, a good guy off the mic. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. No, he's asking you. Uh, Monty is Jim Rome. Oh, a good guy off the mic. Yeah, I like Jim. Jim, I used to work, for those of you who don't know, I used to work for Jim. Takes phenomenal care of his employees. He, I cannot tell you, the years I worked for him, he gave me free electronics. Um, back in the day, like Palm Pilots, he gave us Timeport pagers. He gave us... Yeah. Lovely dinners. He bought his entire TV and radio crew dinner at Morton's. Like, I mean, the guy just is, he always took care of us. Came to my wedding. Like, I mean, the guy just, he's, he's a good dude. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Jim Rome. I don't listen to his show every day. Like <clears throat> some people do, <coughs> you know, <coughs> but occasionally we call into the old trapper beef. You what's know, your beef? What's your beef? Cause it's fun. Uh, Jeremy Severe says, I think the future of the NBA, you will see more star players, more injury prone because they specialize in sports, in youth sports. Well, you ain't wrong about that. You know, like one of the things that bothers me right now is this Bronny James conversation. This really bugs me. And again, I understand that, that people are, jealousy lives large. Right. Right. Like I think we all agree that jealousy is something that is a hallmark in our society. People are going to be jealous of Bronny James. But this, they're trying to like wrap LeBron's wife, Bronny's mom, because she's difficult to deal with in recruitment. That you have to go through the coach and then the coach will email Bronny's mom and then you might get a meeting with the coach. <coughs> well, how else would you do it if you were Bronny James's mom? One of the, the top recruits in the country. You want him to just go on every school trip? You want him? You want college coaches to come and just have access to your teenage son? I don't. No, because he's not. He's not like every other player, right? So uh, what I love no, is, not. oh, oh, Bronny's getting special treatment. Yeah, you're damn right. He's yes, Bron he James's kid. This and thing he's you really were, good. This thing you had hemorrhoids over the other morning. Were you like, oh my god, I can't believe that people are upset? Yeah, well, people are all pissed off that that it's like hard to get in touch with Bronny. That LeBron said like, the other day that Bronny can go to any college he wants. I just got to pick up the phone and make a call. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he and can. And it's true. So, so what? What is? 
What is the issue? Yeah, Nike's going to have a deal with Bronny. Yeah, they are, right? He's going to be an NIL king. Yeah. As he should be. Right. And and what people don't want to admit is that this has been in the making since game one, actually since LeBron James stepped on a basketball court in high school. Since LeBron James was boiling in his dad's bag. Like, this, has been, this has been what was going to happen. Yeah. Because because now Braun is a billionaire through his basketball career and all the TV production and all the stuff he's done, you know, over the course of his career, right? Nike shoe money, all that, right? So he's he's now built generational money, and now he wants to take that a step further, and Bronny and Bryce want to take that a step further and just make that bag yeah. deeper. And and that's why I say I respect it. I don't. I'm not the guy who's like, oh well. Bronny's getting preferential treatment because he's Bron's kid. Yeah, you're right. He, he is. is. And by the way, he's earned that respect because he's a damn good basketball player. And yeah, he was a little bit of a late bloomer. He needed some development. There was some skepticism because he was low on the ESPN 100 chart. But now he's climbed and now he's passing and now he's dunking on dudes. And now we're getting, yep. you know, side by side posters of big Bron and little Bron dunking on dudes. So that's why I said, I just, I don't know why this is such a big deal to people. Like it's a reality. Yeah, I don't get it. And by the way, uh, we've had almost 2000 views on the show and we have 79 likes. Please uh, hit the like button. Uh, as we talk LeBron James and Bronny's recruitment. And I I just, I as sure as I am sitting here, Bronny has earned this. And why has he earned this? Bronny's earned this because he's a good basketball player. He's a good student. He's worked hard. Is some of it his dad? Yeah, sure it is. But do you think there's any recruit that's more scrutinized than Bronny James? There's not. Trust me when I say there's not. Yeah. And when he fails, people will celebrate. And when they see him, they will come twice as hard for him as they do anybody else. And he's ready. And I give him a hell of a lot of credit for that. Because I think as LeBron James's kid, it's going to be incredibly difficult to ever do anything in basketball. Because you'll never be as good as your dad. You'll never be as good as your dad. And you know what? Hey, I understand jealousy. That's the reality of it. But instead of leaning on that kid, why can't we say, man, he's got a tough road. He's LeBron's kid. To make it in basketball is going to be very difficult for Bronny because he's the first one. His younger son, Bryce, who is, I think, two years behind Bronny, Bryce is going to have an easier road that was paved by Bronny. I think Bronny's got an incredibly by the difficult way, road. Bron, I think, deserves credit. LeBron deserves credit for how he's handled his kids in basketball. He's not the guy that's like, oh, yeah, you're going here, you're going there, whatever. Yes. He's allowed them to 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 choose and and you know do what they kind of want to do and he said hey i'll get on the phone when you're ready to decide where you want to go like i yep. think he deserves credit for that lewis says let ronnie play and leave him alone if he's a, is uh, if he is great he will make the league if it is special treatment he will flame out in the league and end up in china with the j-i-m-m-e-r i don't disagree with that so let's see uh boyd lake says jeans g-e-n-e-s don't lie yeah, they don't. Ron Nolan says jeans, J-E-A-N-S, don't lie. Well, I mean, Wranglers, <laughs> see, Wranglers lie to you because they tell you Wranglers are cool and hip, and they're not. If you're not wearing Lucky Brand, I don't even know what you're doing. So jeans, the denim, do lie. Jeans, the DNA, don't lie. Got it. See okay. What, see what it, Got it. Got it. Okay. You see, see what I, 
Anyway, okay. Uh, Jacob DeLambo says, I hope people aren't too hard on Bronny. Judge him for himself, not his dad. Yeah, too late for that. Jaron Eccles says, what platform did you use to message me about the PS5? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <coughs> by the way, do you, guys wanna, do you guys want us to do another jazz ticket giveaway? Do you want us to do a thing like when we get to 11,000 subs, we'll take one of our members to a jazz game? Did you like that? Austin Napierski liked it. We could do that. We could absolutely do that. Um, because for me, that's what I get, that's what I get excited about. Uh -huh. Now, I can also tell you, there ain't a chance in hell we're doing another Tuesday night. That ain't happening, because bro. Because Wednesday Dude, was it's, hell. It's not happening. Wednesday was hell. Uh, I will tell you that there is a game, and I think it's Saturday, March 25th. They're on the road. Friday, March 31st, they're on the road. Their last home game is Saturday, April 8th at 1.30 in the afternoon. Or, how, well, it's Tuesday, April 4th. We ain't doing that. All due respect. I was going to say, Tuesday, April 4th, you know, man, we could go to the Laker game. Not doing that. Nah, fam. Not doing that. Um, would you guys like to go with us to the Denver Nuggets game? <laughs> Uh. <laughs> bro what is going on with you today dude like it's just one of those days for you you know what happened wait let's finish this do yeah. you guys want us to do that giveaway because i'm happy to do that uh i'm happy to i'm, I'm excited to do it i love going to jazz games it is fun to go it so is. when we get to eleven thousand subs yep do you want to do that for yeah. eleven thousand eleven thousand sure Okay, so we are currently at 10,092. Now. 93, excuse me. Should be said, just want to put this into perspective. In the past, we've done, you know, giveaways like this at a certain number. And those numbers are moving more quickly now because we're doing more subs on a daily basis because you guys hit the like button more often. So if you want the tickets to be given away sooner, hit the damn like button. Or should we do it only for subs uh, people who join, who are members of the program? Oh. If you want to go to the you jazz game I with like us. I like that. I like that. If you want to go to the jazz game with us, you will have to be a member of the program. Mm-hmm. And we will have to be at 11,000 subscribers. So here's the contest. We will take you plus one to see the Utah Jazz host the Denver Nuggets on a Saturday afternoon, April 8th at 1.30 p.m. at the uh, Delta Home, Smart Home Arena, at Vivin Arena on Saturday, April 8th. Um... The last home game yeah. of the regular season in the building called Vivint Smart Home Arena or Vivint um, Arena. The Viv. We will take you plus one to see the Denver Nuggets take on the Utah Jazz. We will buy you anything you want in the team store. You must be a member of the program, which means you need to click the link we just put in the, in the chat. You click that link. You hit join. If you are a member, by the end of today, you will get five to one entries in this contest. So I will reward, I will reward all of the current members mm -hmm. by the end of today, and should we say business today? 
What time is it? 8.24? Today uh, is 8.24. 5 o'clock this afternoon? Yeah, 5 o'clock. Everybody by 5 o'clock who's a member is going to get five times entry. Into this contest. Just like that. So if you would like to go and see the Jazz game with us against Denver, Saturday, April 8th at 1.30, mm-hmm. you must join and we must be at 11,000 subs. It's that simple. So click the join link or click the join button on our channel. Yeah. We will take you plus one. So I'm going to give you two tickets. You can bring anybody you want. Jake and I will attend with you. We will take you into the Jazz Team Store like we did Austin Napierski. Message buddy. He can attest. You can get any anything you want in the Jazz Team Store, regardless of price. Any piece of clothing. Any piece of clothing in the Jazz Team Store. In any team store in the building you want to go to. Big one, little one, doesn't matter. You want, I would tell you to get the game shorts because I'm yeah. a guy that is a game short guy. Yeah. But you want the retro John Stockton, do it. You want to go Austin to Pierski and get a, a windbreaker jazz jacket, do it. You want a sweatshirt, which is what I would tell you to get, do it. And by the way, we will also give you a Monty Show sweatshirt as well because we'll have hoodies out by then, probably not. Yeah. But the only way to do this is you have to be a member of the program Click the join link, click the join button, and we must be at 11,000 subs. Okay. Pause the show. Okay. I need, I need to know who made Sarah Todd burner account, <laughs> guy. What? Don't get paid until tomorrow. Can you extend the deadline for five times entry? Sarah Todd's burner account. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Bro, it's been it's been like two weeks, bro. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, bro, let's go to the Celtics game March 18th, straight up. I would love to, but I will be in Scottsdale, Arizona for spring training. Which, week. by the way, another reason to be a member. Yeah. If you're a member, you already, already know. know about that. You I mean, already you know. You knew. All, all I can say is big rig pasta, bro. Big rig pasta. Hattening at spring training. Teddy, why don't you come down? Don't buy a ticket yeah, to the Jazz game. Dude, come down to spring training. Baseball. Come on. You know. Uh, Alex Chacon says, wait, five times entry for all members or just new members? No. No, no. Anybody that is a member right now will get five times entry to this contest. We always tell you that. If you're a member, any contest we run, you get more entries. But because it's a join, you must be a member to win. Right. You must be a member to win. And the deadline's five o'clock. And the deadline is for five, five times entries. That's exactly right. So if you're a member, just to put this into perspective, I think we have 66 members right now or whatever the number is, right? Like 65 members right now. So your, your opportunity on five times entries on 65 is obviously way better than five times entries on 10,034 or yeah. whatever we are at now. Yeah. So get it done. I'm telling you, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be the final home game of the year. This is probably not a playoff team, which what does that mean? It'll be the final game at Vivint Arena. No, what it means is going to be a long-ass summer for Jazz fans. <laughs> There's some of that, too. You know. Anyway. Um, but I don't know the exact dates. Um, there is only one person that knows the exact dates yeah. of spring training. D- is, she still, is she still around? Like I don't know who you're referring to. Yeah, I mean, um, you know. But we should uh, we should ask Mrs. Monty. I sent her the join link. We'll see if she's going to grace us with her presence. Um, 
uh, using the join link. Grace her, grace us you know. with her presence. Yeah, I'm telling you. So we'll see. Uh, let's see. Talking with Raphael laughs. Um, Ron Nolan says button downs don't lie. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, Carl Malone is apparently coming to the All-Star game. Twitter's reaction was brutal. Well, because well, thanks for showing up for once. But who likes who likes oh, Carl Malone? Come on. Uh, honest to God, is Carl Malone a Utah Jazz legend? As a basketball player, he is. Yeah. But is there anybody that likes that guy as a human being? This is what I love, though. Nobody nobody torches Carl Malone like they do Gordon Hayward or Donnie, right? Even though Carl Malone is a despicable human being, right? Like, he's, there have been numerous examples of off-the-court issues. And I'm not trying to get into all that today. But oh, hey, you know what that. I'm talking about. Scott Williamson is now a member of the program. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, Let's Scott. Go, Scott. Let's go, Scott. Appreciate Everybody, you. welcome Scott Williamson to the five, show. Five times entries. You know, Scott gets five content. times entries to the program. Yes. I'm telling you. Do it. I'm telling you. Oh, can't send that link in there. Wow. Uh, it, <laughs> Careful. We don't need to send launch codes to the public. Buddy, buddy, buddy relax. 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 Chill. Jeez. Man. Um, wow. I'm just telling you now, though. Yeah. That if you guys do the Scott Williamson yes. and you join the program, hop on in. I am telling you, good things, good things will happen. Mm -hmm. So, or maybe, well, you know. Um, uh, let me put a better link in there. <laughs> um, hello. I'm hello. working on it. Uh, I will put that link back in there, darn it. <coughs> yeah, I, no, I mean, dude, the, the, the membership on the program is very, very straightforward. It's $9.99 a month. Worth it. It's $9.99 a month. Yeah. It's super easy. Here's the correct link. I just put that in the YouTube chat. So there you go. Click that link. You too can join the program. Right. That would be awesome. Oh, hey, speaking of joining the program. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you, Mrs. Monty? Good to see you. Looking lovely in your red in our old studio. How are you, you barnacle? Barnacle. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like a barnacle. How's your arm doing? Uh, it's, it's getting there. Yeah. Had good pro this week. I've had good progress. Like we're, you know, we're lifting, we're getting it up. So it's all good. New member on the program. Everybody welcome Steve Lopez. Let's go. Let's go Steve. Five times entry into our Utah jazz contest. So this is why we, um, surprised you on the program, Mrs. Monty. Um, what are the dates that we are going to be in Scottsdale for spring training? She's like, you couldn't have just texted me that? I could have. <laughs> but she never comes on the show anymore. So it's fine. Right. Because I am way too busy, um, you know, hanging out in a bubble bath with bonbons. <laughs> yeah, the bonbons. Yeah. <laughs> what dates are we in Arizona for spring training, my lady? Uh, we are in spring training. We, we arrived there on the 11th of March and we depart on the 18th. Ooh. So, so March 10th. Oh, I can't do March 10th. Teddy Wayman, did you say the Celtic game is March 10th? March 10th is the 15th March 18th. party. March 18th, yes. Okay, March 18th. The 18th either, yeah. That's not going to work. So we can't go to the Celtic game. Damn. That's a bummer. Sorry, that Sorry is a bummer. Teddy. That is a bummer. Uh, Macho Man says, hello, Mrs. Monty. Macho Man. Uh, Arlington Bears says, uh, welcome back, Mrs. Monty. So, by the way, by the way, Mrs. Monty, so you, you broke your greater tuberosity... How is your arm doing? Like, I, how's your rehab going? Let everybody know how the arms, because it's the number one question I always get. Hey, how's the arm doing? 
it, it's getting better. Like it, it's a long process. So you just have to kind of keep going. Um, physical therapy is going well. And uh, I have a follow up with the doctor tomorrow just to ch check out the x-rays and make sure that we're healing. But you're actually, HIPAA? yeah, that is HIPAA. Thank you, Dak. But you can actually like <laughs> raise your arm now. You actually like have movement yeah. and. I, you know, that's about as far. That's about it. So we're not quite raised the roof level yet, but we're. we're oh, no. she can raise the roof. It's a very short roof. There we go. It's a very low <laughs> roof. It's a flat roof. Okay, relax. No vaulted ceilings for you, young lady. Um, absolutely the true. Uh, okay, so a couple other things. Everybody's saying hello to you. Teddy Wayman says hello. Uh, well, talking with Raphael Pog. Hey, look at Neville 93. Hey, Appreciate you, bro. Let's go. Let's go Neville 93 Neville. joins the program. So, Mrs. Monty, by the way, we should probably, since you handle the finances on this great show. Right, yeah. Do we have budget for this? We, we, pro we probably can't <laughs> afford it. Uh, you're going to have to not get so many bonbons tomorrow. Um, <laughs> we are doing another Go to the Jazz game with Monty and Jake on the last home game of the year against the Denver Nougats. Fabulous. So, that, they, you have fun. to be a member, and we have to be at 11,000 subscribers okay. by then. Because we're at 10,093 now. Change. Yeah, it's going to get there, definitely. It'll be way past 11,000 by then. Fat Jesus says, Mrs. Monty, I need some help with my PT, wink, wink. Right? He I, just tore yeah. his rotator cuff, by the way. Mm -mm. Didn't you get surgery, though? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's doing well. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. doing well. Andy H. says, that's a HIPAA violation. Yeah. Matthew Webb says, yo, Mrs. Monty. Kurt Meyer says, hi, Mrs. Monty. See, everybody misses you. I know. I miss being on. Hi. Good it's to like, see you. you know. um, by the way, so you are a noted hater of charburgers. So let's transition while we have you sitting here. I don't mean to take all of your time. Okay. Um, but a couple of things before charburgers. Did you know that Costco owns its own chicken farm? Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> it doesn't so, surprise me. And I really feel like it's probably not an organic free range, uh, you know, Happy chicken farm. It's not, and Peter was very unhappy with them. Um, so. That's the only way they can do those roaster chickens. And they lost a right. bunch of, they lost half a million birds. Ooh. They had to put them down because of Avian bird flu. flu. Yeah. But by the way, uh, Costco sold 117 million rotisserie chickens last year. 117 Dude. million chickens. I don't even want to go into this conversation. Yeah. Four ninety nine each. They're refusing to raise the price of their rotisserie chicken. Come on, where's the chicken sound effect? Oh yeah, okay. What are we doing? Yeah, here? I, I got you, bro. I got the you. The only reason we're doing this topic is because Jake <laughs> he loaded in a bunch. Of <laughs> he loaded in a bunch of chicken sound. But you don't. You're not a. You you like. Do you like rotisserie chicken? Or you want? You're you're pretty much a vegan, which pretty much means I'm uh, not a vegan. Um. Do you eat chicken at, do you eat rotisserie chicken at all? Occasionally we have eaten rotisserie chicken. The pot pie? Yeah, like occasionally. Yeah, we had a pot pie over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. I finished off the pot pie leftovers before you drug my ass to the museum last night. And the pot pie leftovers were amazing, by the yeah. way. Yeah. They were I really wish good. I could work the chicken totally out of my diet. <laughs> yeah. I don't allow that. I don't. But you're more of a sausage eater. Okay, let's move on. Um, <laughs> um, good morning. Uh, real quick, 
So you're also a noted veggie burger fan. Yeah. And did you know that there's a list of the best char burgers and Carl's Jr. is on it, but, but what is your recent favorite veggie burger? Oh, the habit. You're yeah. in there. The habit mm. hardcore. Because Habit also has really good sweet potato fries. And the Habit, like, their burger, they put the pickles on it. Like, it just the, the flavors are all right. And then you get all of the sweet potato fries. Or they do yeah, dude. the fried green beans, which, like, I'm all in on. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying it's really good. Yeah. Um, Neville 93 says, Mrs. Monty, my wife misses you, too. Hello. Yeah, Roger. <laughs> yeah, Roger Sales says we get a bunch of other jazz tickets that members can buy and do member outings too on the last game. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you guys I mean, want to buy tickets, that, yeah, let's we go. Can we can. Event too. Yeah, Love but me. Mrs. Monty won't be there because she doesn't like going to jazz games. Um. <laughs> Just the disappointed turn of the head was was all that I needed. Um. Talking with Raphael says, I'm part of purchasing 52 of those rotisserie chickens. Damn. My guy. Uh-oh. Oh. Did we lose Mrs. Monty? Uh, it would appear so, yes. Yeah. Uh, Andy H. says, Pita, Pita, Pumpkin, Pita, Ida. I agree. Oh, you got to come back. I hope she comes back. Uh, chicken with asado seasoning. Amazing. Yes, yeah, it is. incredible. There she is. Hello. Hello, Miss America. Somebody tried to call me. Who's calling you at this hour? What's his name? I'm kicking his ass. It was like some spam number, and it totally cut me off of the, the stream. Dude, okay, so yesterday we're sitting oh in the studio God, working. Bro. Yeah. I got the, oh, hey, do you want to sell your timeshare? Sell your timeshare to us. And so he's like, what email can I send to you? And I oh, literally said incredible. to him. He said, what's your first name? And I said, F.U. Johnson. I said is what my name was. I said, F.U. And my last name's Johnson. He goes, no, come on. That's nobody's. I was like, dude, that's insulting that you would tell me this isn't my name. It's on my birth certificate. <laughs> so he kind of gave up on that. And he's like, okay, what's your email? And I can't remember what I told him, but I said, F-U so-and-so at gmail.com. And he hung up on me. <laughs> so I've just gotten to the point where I'm indignant with the spam calls now. But uh, my email is take me off your effing list, you bag of crap. But they don't. They, they won't. don't. they you won't. You tell them, no. take me. But we saw that YouTube guy, the guy that did like the porch pirate bombs, exposing like the, oh, the IRS is coming to arrest you. People, the IRS does not come and arrest you. Don't fall for that, man. Yeah. Anyway, $585 million in revenue on rotisserie chickens. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a lot of rotisserie chickens. Hey, Peter Wayman. Let's go. Go, Peter. Peter Wayman's a member of the show now. Let's you. He must be. Good God, the the Wayman seed has got to be explosive oh, and powerful. Wayman. Another Wayman. <laughs> another Wayman. <laughs> they, they do. I mean, you guys all. I mean, you guys must just build amazing houses and then procreate. Dilly, because, dilly, because, dilly, because, dilly. Actually, that happened. But. We appreciate I, you, Peter. Everybody, welcome Peter Wayman to the show. <laughs> Neville 93 says, have you guys even had Whataburger? Oh, he hates Whataburger. I'm not a Whataburger guy. There I'm used not, to not be. a Whataburger guy. You're not a Whataburger. You don't. Oh, man. Habit's good. Habit's like habit, amazing. Five guys. Had Whataburger. 
and they would bring it into the office all the time when certain people would visit. And like, the only thing I liked was the orange juice or their hash brown. When did you turn into such a consumer of orange juice? I love orange juice, but now I now I'm not going to freaking drink it from the bottle anymore because the simply orange is like full of chemicals. Apparently, it is. <laughs> I, I, I give up. I give What's up. What's not full of chemicals? Yeah, uh, Tom, who's a member, says, "Mrs. Monty, how was the museum?" I told oh. everybody you drug my ass to the museum. She literally put a leash on me and drug me. I didn't. I said, you gave me a very nice gift. You gave us a membership and we went on a date night and I actually enjoyed it. We did. It was very interesting. I love that museum. If you haven't been to the Natural History Museum, it's a really good deal. And it, the it exhibits is. are great. And they do a lot of stuff that makes it friendly for kids. Um, but I thought it was really interesting. It's an inkhorn exhibit. So no one here cares about that. <laughs> I more care about Teddy Wayman's comment of, hell yeah, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> love All it. in the family. Love we it. love it. We love it. Um, to procreate with some cougars, so. Well, you know, go to Draper because that's where you get them cougars. He at. already knows where they're at. It's you know, what's uh, up, big bro? Yeah, what's up, big bro? Wayman, uh, welcome, Wayman. Neville ninety three says. Uh, Lou Louis Capazzo says, I know a person named Chafin Cox. No, no, you do not. <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> Lucas probably stop it. <laughs> Dude, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> stop it. Who, what parent in their right mind stands in the hospital is like, yeah, wow, buddy's name's going to be Chafing Cox. Come on, dude. I, come Who on, does man. that? Come on, man. Uh, Ron Nolan says, why aren't your puppies getting a cameo? DRM dog rights matter. Oh, okay. Rhino, come here. Is Rhino right there? Rhino's right there. He's going to knock the, the, come here. Oh, the camera is shaking. Oh, my God. Come here. Come here, buddy. Can you even pick the dog up with your broken wing? Hold on. Okay. Ah, oh, there he is. Do you even lift? Yes, yeah, she does lift. Look What's up, you. Rhino? There's my guy. Hi, he wants buddy. to lick. That's all that dog does. That dog. It, uh, all anyway. he wants right now is breakfast, so he is not in the mood to hang out. For long. What are you having for breakfast? Tell me you're not making more oats. No, I already ate. It's the dogs that need breakfast. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, Jansen says uh, daybreak is where the cougars are at. Well, They're and the Salt Lake bees. But like, yeah, yeah. K. Nuren says your wife is looking great. Yeah, she is. She's hot. Thank you. I say it all the time. To which Andy H. says Jack Mehoff. Hey, I mean, Jack's a good dude. Richard you know. Cranium. Yeah, there you go. Richard Cranium, get it. To, never do, mind. do people know what we used to do? Every time we would go out to dinner, we would sign the, the receipt with like a different name. <laughs> like, um, Why? Why bring this up? Uh, we... hard. <laughs> Craven Moorhead. <laughs> we still do it at Chipotle sometimes. Sorry if you're offended by that. Yeah, I don't Chipotle care if does you're not care at all, though. Those kids just slap the sticker on. They don't care what it says on there. They don't even put the That's right it. ingredients in it. They're like, so whatever. We move. actually, but we actually had this discussion last night for burgers. Yeah. Where are we going for burgers? Because I'm kind of tapped out. Like I thought the the by the way the patty belt we had at hires the other day supporting hires who says they will not raise their prices the because of inflation. They are holding. And by the way, they were packed, which I love it. Go eat at the hires, Big H. But if you're getting a burger, where are you getting a burger from? Right now, it would definitely be the habit. But like, I, so. I love hires will make a really good quality patty melt with a veggie patty. 
And their onion rings are undefeated. Yeah, their onion rings are amazing. I'm, I'm putting the backgrounds in. There you go. There's, there's the okay. Ute Stadium. There you go. I know that everybody's yeah. going to hate that. Oh, stop it. Don't even start well, she's with wearing that. red. I mean, what do you expect? Well, I mean, I, Amber, our graphic designer on this show, came in here yesterday and got railed because the graphics for the March 10th birthday bash didn't have any blue in them. So she's messaging me and she's like, do you really think I should put blue in those? I'm like, no, they look great. And then in the Instagram members group chat, she made one that was all blue just for kicks and giggles. <laughs> Bro, what are we doing? There we go. We'll go blue background. Anyway, yeah. all right. So yeah. we, we've decided We've decided it's the habit. By the way, is Damar Hamlin dead? No. No. <laughs> The look on your face is amazing. All right. The reason you're on the show, spring training dates are what now? The We arrive there on the 11th and we leave on the 18th. Ah, so we come back on the 18th. Yes. Sorry, so buddy. we will be going to the Sunday game, the 12th, uh, which might be Brewers Cubs. Um, we will be at the Tuesday night game, Pi Day, and I believe that's Diamondbacks Cubs. Um. 17th i think there's a game now now uh, i know thursday there is a game a day uh, a day game and then friday the 17th for st patrick's, st. patrick's day. day hell yeah would be amazing absolutely absolutely uh it's by the way jansen squad that day though and they better have the better squad with us yeah i'm a split squad yeah but you know anyway jansen says as a former restaurant worker we would just laugh about it. Servers don't care if you sign a funny name. We just laugh along. Okay, yeah, good. I hope it gives you a laugh. I, you know, we hope somebody laughs at our ridiculousness. So, Andy H says, "Bend over, <laughs> dude. Careful, careful with these names. But don't get had. Hey, don't disrespect Ben like that. Will he be hard again? <laughs> get it? Like, okay. Don't you know who I am? You no. Know. Uh, I um, Jansen says, go Diamondbacks. We'll skip over that one. Alex Chacon says, I'm sorry. I thought you said railed. That's exactly right. Ron <laughs> Nolan says, uh, crown burger, not even a question. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, Damar is the Monty studio ghost. Wow. Bro, he's not dead. That's out of the window. He's not dead. Um, Jets are hiring former, uh, Broncos head coach, Nathaniel Hackett is their OC. Oh, Dude, okay, okay. There you go. Ooh. There you go, Zachy Poo. Mrs. Monty, always a pleasure to gawk at your uh, beautiful self. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Bye, everybody. All right, love you. Talk to you later. There right. you go. Mrs. Monty on the program again. So, again, let me reset the contest. Yeah. April 18th, the last home game of the year for the Jazz against your... Uh, let me make sure it's not April. I just want to get the date right. April 8th, Saturday, April 8th at 1.30 against the Denver Nuggets. You will go to the game with Jake and I plus one. You, you can bring anybody you want. Um, and you get any item you want in the team shop. And then we'll watch the game together. And all you have to do is be a member on the program. That means you just have to click the join link. And if you click the join link and we get to 11,000 subs, which we really should. Oh, we will. We really that, should. Any, yeah, we will. Yeah, we really should. That'll happen. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm go. excited about that. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I love going to the games with you guys. I love going to jazz games. We go a lot. I went with Amber and uh, Mr. Spencer the other day. Uh, we saw the Bulls. We saw Donnie. Like, it's, yeah. it's a great arena Philly. to go to a game in. 
So April 8th against the Nuggets, we'll take you plus one, but you have to be a member of the show. So click the join link that I put in the comments there if you haven't already. Do it. And hey, if you're a member by five o'clock this afternoon, you'll get five times the entry um, as anybody else. So there you have it. That's the contest. Good luck. Hope you win. Um, And by the way, the, uh, the reason I was messing with my phone, the PS5 is spoken for. Well, we tried. We tried. So congratulations to Nelson, um, who is a subscriber of the channel and admittedly never watches the show. So there you have it. But we this appreciate what you subscribing. See, this is why you need to be a member, though. See, this is what we're saying. But you know what the problem with Nelson is? He's a New York Knicks fan. God damn So it. congratulations. Nelson, the New York Knicks fan, won the PS5. Neat. Way to go. Good to see you, Nelson. All right, let's debate the, the burger thing real quick before we get out of here. Yeah. Because uh, I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah. Who has the best char burger? Not McDonald's because they don't char their burgers. Yeah. I can't speak to Carl's Jr. I haven't had him in a decade. If I'm getting a char burger, fast, fast food, Burger King's got to be on the list. Yes. They're number one on the, on this list. Burger King has a really good char burger. Yep. Yep. Crown Burger has to be in the discussion because they have a really good char burger. But I think the habit. What about JCWs? Where are you at with JCW? Love JCWs. My only complaint with JCWs is it's a mess. It is a it mess. It is difficult to eat that burger I would agree without it making is a, mess. a mess. Without one of the things I really enjoy about the habit is and I enjoy this about Five Guys as well, even though Five Guys is not a char burger. They are a flat top burger. Um, <laughs> but one of the things I really enjoy is you can eat those burgers in a relatively clean and orderly fashion, right? Like the juice isn't getting everywhere. There's not sauce all over your hands. Like, you know what I mean? So the the big complaint I have about JCWs is the value proposition's awesome. You get a lot of food for the money you're spending. The problem is, is that it just is a mess. That is a plate meal, 100%. You got to have a plate, and you got to be leaning over that plate when you eat it. It just is what it is. Yeah, I agree. But their shake game is strong as hell. See, and I might be off the shake game. I might be off the shake game because I just feel terrible when I... I love milkshakes. Yeah. The Hires milkshake, oh my God. Yep. The, the, the deal with shakes, though, is you can't eat the whole thing. You can't. You That's can do exactly shakes, right. but you can only well, have we like split a split one a couple of, of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, and that was fine. That, was I did, fine. That, that didn't hit me hard. But when you have the whole thing on your own, that just is heavy. All right, eat this, not that. The top charbroil burgers are who? Burger King is number one. I like it. Number two is Carl's. Ugh. Number three is Habit. Yes. Number four is The Counter, which I've yeah. never heard of. How have, Do you guys know The Counter? Am I crazy for this? I know them from Los Angeles. The Counter Burgers, dude. They are in Hawaii, cash. California, Florida, New York City, and Northern Virginia. Oh, well, that's why you probably don't know them. The counter in Los Angeles is whoo, yeah. so good. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Next. Uh, and number five on the list is BGR. Never heard of it. Never heard of them. They are in Georgia, New Jersey. They're in Utah, apparently, but never okay. heard of them. Okay. And the last one on the list is Red Robin. Not a Red Robin guy. I haven't eaten at Red Robin in years. Yeah. Uh, Jansen says the Jalapeno Burger The jalapeno bacon burger from JCW's is the best. Their burger is not in question. No, but remember what we're talking about, because I'm seeing some comments here about five guys and these different opportunities. We're talking about char burgers. That means it's cooked over in open flame. Like the burger, listen, the burger at at 
Jack in the Box, the burger at Five Guys. Fantastic. They're not charbroiled. They're flat top. They're pressured. Yeah, yes. they're pressure cooked. So, you know. Uh, Nelson, uh, the new Grocock. And he asked not to use his full name because he didn't want to get hate. Yeah. But he found us during the Donovan Mitchell trade time, and he says he watches all the time. Dude, are you kidding me right now? Let's please, see. Spam please, risk. Let's please. see who okay, this here is. Here we go. Here we go. Spam risk. Hello? Hi, this is Tony Marshall from Discover Building Department. How are you today? I am fine. How are you? Hello? Sorry? Yeah, I'm here. Hi, how can I help you? My name is Tony Marshall, and I'm calling about to drop down the interest rate on your credit card. So do you want lower interest rate? Um, yes, I would love a lower interest rate. I pray, I pay through the nose right now. Can you help me? Um, hello? What? I pay a really high interest rate right now, and it... it you know, frankly, it really hurts my ability to maneuver financially. I would love to refinance. Can you lower my credit card rates for the low, low fee of nothing? <laughs> How much you and the credit cards right now, sir? Um, I owe I owe as much on credit cards as. Well, let me see. I have one over there. Um, but a You know, it, the problem is the one has all my OnlyFans accounts on it. Um, and she's got that booty ass. I don't know how I don't run yeah, up a bill. One, marry I one, mean, kill one. Yeah, Go. she's unbelievable. Uh, so I've got about 10 G's worth of ass pounding happening on that one. But on the other one over here, you know, I only got a couple of thousand and that was just, that was, the, but that was a little different. That my dealer takes credit cards. So he um, kind of hooks me up with a, with a dime bag or 70. And so I got a little bit of weed debt on that card, but you know, all together between that ass and that weed, I probably got about $27,000 in credit card debt. <laughs> Hello. Um, yes. Okay. Can you help me with that ass debt? Yes. You can. Okay, great. How are you going to help me, sir? <laughs> You know. Oh, that's not nice to curse at me like that. I was using my best fake voice on you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Let's go. That was off the top of off my head. Off the top of your head, dude. Off the top of my head. Credit card debt for debt ass. Come on, that's legendary. <laughs> That is legendary. You even found a way to work in OnlyFans, dude. <laughs> he probably caught on, you know. Oh, my God, fun. dude. I needed that. You know. Oh. Thank you. I appreciate that. Andy H says only hams. Exactly what right. What a performance. Live on the air. What a performance, dude. You're welcome. You're welcome. It is what it is. Uh, anyway, if I'm going burger flame grilled, I'm probably going to JCW's first. Yeah. Crown second, Burger King third. Well, Habit, though. Habit's convenient. I think JCW's pounds Habit on OnlyFans. Uh, but I would rather get JCW's. But the problem at JCW's, here's uh, if I'm being totally honest, they're super expensive. And the line at the JCW's in Harriman is always like around oh, the building. It always is, it's dude. always out to the liquor store, man. Yeah. And I don't like sitting in that line. Yeah. I don't. So I can't do it. Yeah. You know. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, can I get that conversation on my phone? I can use that. You can. You can record it on, on, uh, 
you know. Screen record it, yeah. Yeah, you can screen record it. Roger uh, Sales laughs out Dude, loud. I'm telling you, that was one of your most clutch performances right out of the I, blue. I love doing that. I love messing with those guys. I truly love messing with those guys. Here on the Monty Show, uh, all, of our, uh, all of our football content is, of course, always brought to you by the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop. Make sure you find them online, bbqpitstop.com. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Guys, I'm telling you, when you go to our sponsors, it really helps us when you say, hey, Steve and Lehigh at Barbecue hey, Pit Stop. I heard about you guys on the Monty Show. That makes a huge difference to us. So whether it's Logan Layton, Lehigh, St. George the Jeezy, uh, or in Murray on State Street, make sure you say, hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty Show. Where can I get that Timberline Series Traeger Smoker or the Asado Seasoning? Order online, chat with them online, tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Because you already know at Barbecue Pit Stop, you're getting the best barbecue equipment in the business. There is just no doubt about that. But they've also got every rub, spice, seasoning, tongs, because you got to have a good pair of tongs, aprons, equipment, thermometers dude the thermometer you got me oh yeah is amazing yep i used it on those wings the other day like you gotta have a good thermometer they've got that as well at barbecue pit stop bbq pitstop.com uh and of course every day on this show we are presented by the advocates the advocates.com um just want to say thanks to you guys again before we get out of here uh, Teddy Wayman says, bro, that was effing legendary. Yeah, I'm telling you. You're, you're, I'm telling you. You're not valuing how awesome that call was. That was incredible. I am I like, am, I am, am thrilled that I worked in pornography and drugs into a prank call on a prank. It's incredible. On a, on a spam call. I, I mean, I don't even know how you do it. Like, you know. I, I mean, listen, like that's some, that is some membership-esque content if I've ever seen it. And you guys just got it for free on the show. Yeah, hook it up. Hook it up, man. Amazing. Uh, Wilson Hayes says, is Dame a legit trade option for the Jazz with all the assets they have? Why would you want the Jazz to trade for Damian Lillard? Well, I don't know, because he just dropped 60 on us. You know? and, well, but he's like, how old is Damian Lillard now? Got to be 34, 35. 34, 35. Like, Dame's at the wrong time in his career. Five years ago, yes. I think absolutely. Uh, you'd oh, be, he's 32. You'd be rocking Dame. But he's an older 32. Yeah. Damian Lillard, I think, is not the guy you want to give up a bunch of first-round picks to get. That's my opinion. Because where he's gonna, where is he gonna be in three years when you're contending? He's gonna be 35, and I just, I just don't see that. But I mean, great performance last night, but I just don't see that. Yeah. So uh, appreciate all you guys being here today. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel. One more, uh, one more click of the join link there. Remember, if you join our membership by 5 o'clock, you get five times entry to go see the Jazz game with us, the last home game of the year against Denver on April 8th. Do it now. Don't wait. Uh, I promise you we will have a merch update for you. We will have merch available for you in the next two weeks. Yeah. Until then, Jake, don't choke on a D. Yeah. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.